I may be an idiot, but there's one thing I'm not, sir, and that is an idiot. Ladies, gentlemen, and variations thereupon, cartoons are not just for kids. This is modern escapism. Hi, my name is Oodles. You may remember me from such podcasts as Good Time Slim Uncle Doobie and The Great Frisco Freakout, The President's Neck is Missing, and America's Funniest Tornadoes. And today I am joined by the Jessica Rabbit of podcasting. It's Biggie. <laughs> Thank you. The man that makes Peter Griffin seem teetotal, Stig. Hi, everybody. <laughs> and finally, he's the editor, so respect his authority. It's Gadget. You will respect my authority. How are you doing, boys? All right. Marvelously. Better than you. How are you doing, Noodles? <laughs> I am fucking hanging out my ass. <laughs> <laughs> this should be an entertaining episode. I will it's literally thinking be. of like worst case scenarios. Should I text the boys and say, lads, I've been rushed to A and E. I'm poorly. I can't come in. <laughs> <laughs> but no, the show must go on and stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to talk last. I'm going to let you three talk first. What have you been up to this week, Biggie? Ooh. Uh, yeah, I've had a bit of a uh, unintended bleak week, should mm. we call it. Um, I ended up putting on uh, a few movies and not realising the um, content, how bleak it got. So it's quite interesting for me. Uh, I started off with uh, It Comes at Night. Mm. which is a 2017 American psychological horror film written and directed by Trey Edward Schuffs. It stars, amongst others, Joel Egerton, Christopher Abbott, Carmen Ejogo, and a great performance from Calvin Harrison Jr. and Riley Keough, um, who bizarrely appears in the other movie I watched. I had no idea they were related. <laughs> Big fan. She's in both. Uh, she's also the granddaughter of Elvis Presley. Wow. Uh, the film basically focuses on a family um, hiding out in a home in the forest as Earth is taken over by a highly contagious disease. When their home is broken into one night by another man trying to find supplies for his family, they decide to join forces together until the new bond is eventually tested as one member of the family is suspected as having fallen sick. Oh. Great performances all round, uh, particularly by Joel. Um, as the father, but um, Calvin's fantastic, um, who is sort of eager to trust the new arrivals, but his own curiosity, as he's also developing through his adolescence, threatens um, everything. Uh, the cinematography and the score are excellent in creating the paranoia for this um, movie, but uh, yeah, it's quite bleak. Mm. Was it filmed in March last year or something like that? Um, <laughs> Seems a bit close it, to the close so, reality there. so strange, considering it was 2017. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And I I just remember seeing a trailer for it, um, and I thought it was just a horror movie. I had no idea that... Um, sometimes I like to go into these things with no knowledge. And um, I remember seeing the trailer thinking, oh, that looks pretty cool. But, yeah. Yeah, I think I've it, seen the trailer. I've seen the film. It, it's very much not what you think. Yeah. If you watch, is it like, better like than... Bigger um... says, if you watch the trailer, it's like, oh, this is a standard horror film. And, yeah. the, and the thing that comes at night... Um, isn't what you think it is. It, it, it oh. starts to become obvious, like while well, you watch it, but it isn't that kind of. Yeah, it, it's yeah, it's a bit misleading. You're right. Yeah, it is. Is it, it is it better than Cloverfield Lane? Is it Ten Cloverfield Lane? 
that's it's a different type it, it of reminded movie, me yeah. of that then it, it, it's kind of got a similar kind of vibe um but as i say it's um it's not horror in, mm. in that respect it's definitely more of a psychological movie yeah it's uh, definitely it's, bleak i'm just looking at what i put on letterbox here and i started it with unnerving bleak and brimming with tension so yeah, yeah. Yeah, I do. Rec- I totally recommend it. By the way, it's really, really good. If you're in the right mindset for it, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so then I followed that up with the lodge. <laughs> oh, I've, I've seen that. <laughs> Cheered yourself a, up with that one, then, did you? Yeah, it was a 2019 psychological horror movie um, directed by Veronica Franz and Severin Fiala. I think is how you pronounce it. Um, it stars again Riley Keough, um, Jaden Martell, who was from. Um, Stranger Things, yeah. uh, Liam Q, Alicia Silverstone, and Richard that's Armitage. Really Love um, Richard Armitage. Yeah, it's basically it's a plot follows a soon-to-be stepmother who's left alone with her fiancé's two children um, as they go on holiday for Christmas, uh, become stranded in this rural lodge. There, she and the children experience a number of unexplained events that seem to be connected to her past. Uh, very eerie. Again, the trailer is a bit misleading. It's a really slow-paced, really um, sort of uh, looking at the expressions, the, the the minor dialogue between the characters. It's definitely not a fast-paced horror um, at all, but psychologically, yeah, it's a bit messed up. Um, yeah, I liked it. I liked it. Yeah, I thought it was good. And then I finished that off with one of the happiest movies I've ever seen. It's The Joker. <laughs> <laughs> wow the first time you've seen it yes oh miles in it at least go for it so um yeah for those that don't know uh, in gotham city mentally troubled comedian arthur fleck is disregarded and mistreated by society he then embarks on a downward spiral of revolution and bloody crime this path brings him face to face with his alter ego the joker mm-hmm. it's an incredible character study um, by the performance of Joaquin Phoenix. Um, I think it deserved its many plaudits. That man yes. can act, can he? Fucking yeah. hell. And wow. He's proved it several times. Yeah. Yeah, wow. exactly. And apparently, the um, I kind of remember this at the time, the, the violence in the movie was debated uh, for both sides. Yeah. And I'm, I, for one, think it was necessary to create the story. So do I. I, I thought it was excellent. Uh, really, really good. Me and Pip want to see that at the cinema, and that first first moment of kind of bloody violence that happens. Mm. It doesn't it doesn't happen until about halfway through the film. Yeah, yeah. And it caught both of us off guard. It was like a jump scare in a horror film. It was yeah, so yeah, yeah, sudden yeah. and brutal and matter of fact and but then the kind of the proceed the scenes that followed after that one where you kind of see that you finally start to see the unraveling of Arthur. It's brilliant. It's yeah. such a good film. And I, I really wasn't interested, hence why I never saw it when it first came out, because I, I didn't think it was necessary. I generally thought that Heath Ledger's performance in Batman was uh, fantastic. Um, Different and, type of Joker, though, isn't it? But exactly, and, and now I appreciate why they did this, because yeah. the, the, the graphic novels have tried to delve into the Joker's past in many of the books. Well, they're, they're, all, like, um, they're all like unreliable na- na- narrators, aren't they? That each, yeah. each of his pasts are not real. Like they're all different Earth jokers, like Earth well, three this, jokers. Oh, I, I look at this as being a completely unreliable narrator. Oh, completely, hundred percent, hundred percent. You don't know what's real, what is, and and yeah, yeah. the fact the fact that they used, um, I, be- I think it's Earth three, the more closest to our Earth in the DC universe, and it's more like um, imagine the Wall Street crash just continued. 
that's yeah. that's that backdrop where everything's just fucked constantly. It's they, they did, I think they did a, what I like most. Most I think they did a very good job of representing Gotham because they used like a mix of New York and Chicago, yeah, which is supposed to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the way they represented it was obviously the grime and the poverty, yeah, as yeah. opposed to the bits that you would normally see with Batman, yeah. Like there's one sequence I think where he goes to a rich place. And yeah, that's yeah. Say it to everything. And it's else not is in just... the town, is it? It's out of the city. So yeah, yeah. and it's, it's it's all kind of grimy and dirty and yeah, I like um, that. I like yeah. that it's not in the DCE universe, whatever it's called either. It's it's just its own. Yeah, I think they would be doing Joaquin Phoenix's performance a disservice if they put him in a superhero movie. It's not well, about that. Say, is it? There's yeah. no reference to superheroes at all in this. No, there's no powers uh, in that universe. Yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a vague cameo by the, the Wayne family, yeah. and that's about yeah. it. Yeah. It just needs <laughs> yeah. to be its own thing. Its own thing. Yeah. That's don't what I'm hoping for the next Batman sequel, as well. Don't do a add-on. Don't do a spin-off. Just, yeah, leave just it. keep it as its own story. It's done. Yes, it yeah. made a shitload yeah. ton of money. Yeah. But don't just leave it because you're just gonna Agreed. you're not gonna do better, in my opinion. No. Same. And his laugh as well is fantastic. <laughs> it's better than Jared Leto's, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 yeah, it's ah, that genuine ah, ah. It's that, that genuinely unhinged laughter that he managed to kind of tap into. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, genuine psychosis. I, I love the way he, he's able to just turn it on and off. Yes. Like he's able to do that laugh and then you come come out of it like that, like an instant, and it's like it's so unnerving. Yeah, but Joaquin Phoenix has had this he's had that stare since like Gladiator. Where <laughs> it can look it can look straight through you. He does it in signs and stuff, and he's not even a baddie in signs, he's a goodie, but it just looks straight through you. Her, you've seen her as well, haven't you? Yeah, I've heard. He, he can look it's as if he's like looking he's not looking at the camera, but he's like looking through to us and he's yeah, fucking brilliant that. And can, I think it was quite a long movie, but time just quite seemed a long to movie, go. Yeah. I, I didn't take any notice of the time at all. I, I was totally. It's immersed. certainly not four hours and three minutes, is it? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what that looks like. <laughs> Excellent. They are some three bleak choices. So let's see if Gadget's got something happier to talk about. Uh, I, I I do. Um, oh, excellent. The Last I, I also, of Us 2. <laughs> I've been watching a film called The Road. <laughs> oh, fuck me, no. Not again. Um, I haven't seen although, that. Although, 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 speaking of which, I mean, there, there, there is a kind of bleak America uh, part of this one, but okay. I'm going to slightly bend our rules and talk about a politics book, but it's not really about modern politics. In, That's like, fine. It's not, yeah. not current events or anything. It's called A Libertarian Walks Into a Bear. Um, okay. It's by it's by a journalist called Matthew. Uh, I'm definitely going to pronounce his surname wrong. Matthew Hongoltz Hetling. Uh, he writes like the New York Times and places like that. Basically, there's a place in America in New Hampshire called uh, Grafton, and it is it's the only free town in America where libertarians who are it's a political ideology that kind of focuses on the idea that taxation is theft. You should be able to have your own money. The government shouldn't be able to take anything of it. Why should I pay for road repairs when I don't have yeah. a car? That kind of thing. It's like kind of grandiose selfishness, I guess. But I'm not making any judgment on it. But yeah, that's what it is. Didn't it start in like New England that movement somewhere along? Well, that's where Grafton is. It's, oh, it, is it? Sorry, Grafton, yeah, Grafton. I'm sorry, on New over. Hampshire, sorry, New, <laughs> not New England, New Hampshire. You get me confused with news. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, but yeah, Grafton. Grafton's where it started, and so these these. The town has had like a very fractious relationship with the state government and with the federal government, mm. and it's it basically at one point in the eighties that, that 
libertarians realised, hang on a second, this town doesn't pay taxes, so they all start moving there. <laughs> um, Grafton also has a bear problem because of where it is in America, because there is lots of wooded areas. New Hampshire is a very forested state. So what happens when you get a load of people moving into a town who don't want the government to get any money and don't want any government services, and you also have a burgeoning bear problem where the bears aren't really scared of humans and bears, the brown bears and black bears, which are the cleverest ones, mm. what happens? Make a circus. It, uh, a circus. <laughs> bear fighting. It's, it's a really interesting book because... You can see as as you read through it where all these different wheels of society would normally sit in place and where everything kind of falls apart from it because these people are going for instance there's 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 one there's one guy um who he has been the he was the presidential nom- uh, nominee for the libertarian party three times in a row i th- or was it the governorship either way a big political job hmm. um and he got about two percent of the vote every time like that's how unpop that's how ineffectual libertarian party is in America. Um, he got that, but he was always the nominee and he was the volunteer fireman in Grafton. Hmm. And at one point, the one of the 10 cities that erupts from all these um, uh, libertarians moving to the town and not having enough housing for them, they are having a big bonfire or a barbecue or something like that at the height of summer when all the, all the woodland kindling is dry. So he goes up with his fire truck and puts it out saying, no, this is a fire risk. We don't want a forest fire. Yeah. And they turn on him because he's then statist and he's like enforcing government federal rules. Oh. It's fucking hilarious. These people are idiots. It's wonderful. Really, really interesting book. I really recommend you read it. So moving on, but to something fu- also still in America, but funny. Um, <laughs> well, funnier rather. Um, I watched the latest season of Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Netflix. Uh, I love that show. Really enjoyable. I've never Not seen it. Not the best it. season of it. Um, there's only 13 episodes as well, which is weird. They normally do like 20 episodes or 22 episodes. Americans like, usually do that when they're like 30-minute episodes. That's because yeah. it got moved, it got cancelled, and then NBC picked it up, but only as a limited series. Oh, right. Okay, that would explain it. I've never seen it. What's it about? run out of steam now because that's been going on. Quite it's got one more series left. That's it. Starting to wear thin a bit, I think. Yeah, it's it, it, it's proven to end. So Brooklyn Nine Nine follows um, a group of, uh, a team of detectives in in the 99th precinct in Brooklyn, in New York, and it stars Andy Samberg, Melissa Fuemo, Stephanie Beatrice, Terry Crews, loads of people. That's a good cast. Really, it's a very good cast. <laughs> I know you're not the big, biggest fan of American sitcoms, Oodles, but I think mm. you'll really enjoy it because it's got a very silly edge to it. It's but very silly. they also I like the office. Also, <laughs> they also they're also really good at showing police work. I mean, they obviously kind of condense a lot of things down, and yeah, yeah, it's yeah. like you, you know, it, it's it's like kind of TV police work, but everything kind of inter, interlinks. You don't get people solving cases off screen. You don't get mm. someone be, suddenly being a genius. <laughs> um, the, uh, the 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 main the main character is obsessed with Die Hard, and there's oh, a couple, a couple, a couple of it? cast members, <laughs> a couple of cast members from Die Hard appear throughout the run of the series. And um, like as, but not as Bruce themselves. Willis. Surely not. No, not Bruce Willis. <laughs> he wouldn't do um, it. <laughs> they they appear as himself, and he loses his shit. There's one point where they have a they they, they have a trip down to LA, and he drives past the Nakatomi Tower and goes, <laughs> loses his fucking mind. Brilliant show, but yeah, the, the seventh season's not its best season, but it was pretty good. It had a, it had a couple of false starts at the beginning, but then kind of by episode three, when the the beginning of the series storyline wrapped up, it was fucking hilarious. One of the <gasps> some of the most some of the funniest moments in it. it do you know what? It's a bit like Ted Lasso, isn't it? It's just got that sort of feel good silly comedy. It's, it does, it yeah, take yeah. Itself too seriously. Okay, no, yeah, and it, and even when it does take itself seriously, it's 
it's it's done well. Everything's yeah. done well. Who's your favourite character, Gadget? Mine's Captain Holt. By far, Captain yeah. Holt. Yeah. His oh, comedy it's, it's... is so perfect. It's so dry yeah. and serious, but it's just, it lands every single time. Yeah, it's it, it's a toss-up between Holt um Cheddar, because whenever Cheddar arrives oh, yeah. into it, he's fucking brilliant. Um, Captain Holt's Corgi. Um, or Charles. I love Charles. It's just he's got the most insane stalkerish energy. Actually, yeah. No, I'll tell you what, It's it even topped all of that, Adrian Pimento. I fucking love oh, Pimento. Pimento's great. Yeah, but he's great in everything. He's cannon. He's that, yeah, character, he's that character in everything he plays. So. Oh, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, 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 he's one of the Saturday Night Live actors who just does I do, I do love him, yeah. though. He's, he's, he's brilliant. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. Um, so, yeah, I really recommend watching Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and all seven seasons are on um, Netflix now. You can binge through them in about a week. I do need but, something uh, now, actually, so that, that lines up perfectly yeah. on actually. week. And the last one I've got to talk about is I've been trying not to talk about this one, but I've been binging it so much recently. I didn't <laughs> want to I didn't want to bring another dad related Dungeons and Dragons podcast onto the podcast, <laughs> but start listening to Dungeons and Daddies. It's not Dungeons and Dads and it's not a porno podcast. They actually say at the beginning of it, not a BDSM podcast. Ah. But um <laughs> uh, it is it's a it's a podcast about four um middle aged Absolute Daddies. Yeah, the da- dads, they were, on, they were on their way to to take their kids to soccer practice and they got transported through a portal into the Forgotten Realms. The kids are missing and they have to find their I kids. I hate it when that happens. It's terrible, isn't it? It's funny as fuck. It's, it's barely a and d podcast. All right, it's like, just using their imagination constantly. Yeah, it, yeah it's, more, it's more like kind of a constant improv comedy thing. Yeah. Occasionally they're asked to roll dice or get into a fight <laughs> oh, or yes, stuff like a that. Oh, yes, there's a dice. <laughs> But it's it's one of the funniest things I've listened to because they're not taking it seriously. Whereas like I've tried a lot of Dungeons and Dragons podcasts, and up until now it's only been Dungeon Dads uh, who I've talked about a couple of times. They've kind of held yeah, my yeah. attention. Um, but this one is it's just pure comedy. It's so funny all the way through, and there are so many like pop culture references and stuff like that. For instance, an episode I was listening to today, um, they, they they ended up in a place where they had to to win a kind of. Um, you know, like the, the thing in Monty Python, the Holy Grail. Answer my questions three and oh. that kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It was, it was one of those. Yeah, it was one of those. And the guy, uh, the guy who was asking the questions, the DM was voicing him. Oodles, you'll 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 you, you'll love this one because Go the man on. was descri- man was described as being quite old. He had long white hair, a bit of a scraggly white beard. Like him already. Yeah. Um. Yellow eyes. Oh, oh, oh! I know who this and guy was, is. Yeah, and he was called. Geralt of Trivia. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> and he carried two like decks that. of cards with questions on, the steel one for, and, the, and, the, and the silver one. And I nearly crashed the car. Big fan. I was laughing so hard at that because like it come out of nowhere. It's fucking brilliant. So Dungeons and Daddies, I really recommend it. Like I said, it's not, it's not the most proper... D and D podcast. If you want, a, if you want, if you enjoy the rules of D and D and kind of the way the game flows, you'll hate this one because the DM just kind of fucking teleports them all over the shop. There's not very little description of what they're actually doing, but the guys playing the dads are very funny. The characters are very funny, and there's just so many times where I've I've had to stop what I'm doing, like crease over, bend over. It can laughing. be dangerous. Them kind of shows when you're driving. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. Very I'm dangerous. gonna have to stop listening to it when I'm driving. I'll just. <laughs> There's been a couple of times I've been out, like, I go for a walk every morning before work, and, like, I've been out on my morning walk, and I'm audibly laughing in the middle of the street. Oh, wow. Oh, I'm, no. I'm getting, I'm getting strange looks. It's just like, no, it's funny. I'm pointing at my headphones. It's like, it's a funny thing I'm listening <laughs> I'm, to. I'm not crazy. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, me pointing at my head's not the best idea. you, 
being Dungeons and Dads and Dungeons and Daddies. Yeah, sort of. Yeah, it's it, it's more when I tell people about it because I say, "Well, didn't you already tell me about Dungeon Dads?" Yeah. Like, no, no, this is a different one. <laughs> it's that alliteration, trying though. Alexa, trying to say yeah. it the next episode yeah. for you. That alliteration's perfect for it, though, isn't it? It's like DD. It's Dungeon Daddies. There's probably yeah. loads of them type. Like my my next idea is Dungeons and Doggies, where I'm just going to let some dogs roll dice and see what happens. But I mean, I was. I mean, it I mean might not I've kick heard off. I've heard of D and D campaigns the way you, all the characters play dogs. So, oh, someone bit, bit me to it. Oh. Yeah, oh yeah, but uh, yeah. So th- th- those are three things that I think you should all check out. Dungeons and Dash Hounds. Dungeons- <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like Excellent. it. I do like that. I know there's a game called Dungeons and Dominoes. But- yeah, there is. Yeah. Mm. Cool. Cool. Now, Stig, you've been up to pal. Uh, this week, I watched the Big Lizard versus the Big uh, Ape. Oh, yes, I've heard about that. Yeah. Is there a political debate this week? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't have much to say about Godzilla vs. Kong. I've already said enough. It gave me a headache. That's about it. And it's not as good as Shin Godzilla, because nothing is. It's just not very good. It's a bit boring. All the American Godzillas are a bit boring. All the human stuff is just pointless. Like, literally, uh, Millie Bobby Brown's plot. Which Take one's that? The- Who's that? Oh, it's the girl from um, Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Which one? She oh, the 11. 11. Yeah, the... Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, if you took her plot out of the film, it doesn't change the film one bit. <laughs> oh, like Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost just, Ark? Uh, just uh, a complete, like... It's just there, isn't if it? She's not, if she wasn't in the film... It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. <laughs> yeah, and I also watched... Uh, so that wasn't very good. I'm sorry, these aren't recommendations. It's just what I've been up to. Uh, and watched a film called Antebellum. I was very disappointed in that as well. That was described as a bit of a horror thriller. Okay. Not so much of the horror in there. I'm not really sure what the film's trying to do. Was it, it thrilling? Uh, it does have some, thri- uh, some hmm. thriller to it, but the horror element's not really there. There's a bit of a mystery going on. It's kind of like, like I said, if you took M. Night Shyamalan and Jordan Peele Lended it together, but got the shit parts of their yeah. ideas. <laughs> oh, what a shame! Yeah, doesn't really know what it wants to do, and the tone is all over the place. Like it's, um, mm. yeah, it was a massive disappointment, to be honest. But uh, the main thing I've done this week, because it's a WrestleMania week, I have been watching wrestling pretty much wrestling. all week. Was it like a two nighter? Oh, um, it's an eight nighter. What's what is the point in that? <laughs> do you have to pay for every night as well? Uh, so. So they had Monday Night Raw, which is obviously every Monday anyway. They had the Hall of Fame on Tuesday, which I don't really get why they bothered doing a Hall of Fame. Last year it was cancelled for obvious reasons. Who got in it this year? So um, I'll go over that in a sec. Oh, sorry. For some reason, rather than just doing last year's this year, Mm. they did another load of people this year. (laughs) I forgot of us. No, they had them as well. So you ended up having like two years of Hall of Fame, but because the... There was no fans in with the Hall of Fame this year. They just did speeches, and then um, it just made no sense because everyone was only given like three minutes each. Yeah, how can you condense a full career into three minutes? Especially yeah. some of them who are it for do thirty it. years, aren't there? Some of them, <laughs> yeah. Some of them are like these. Some of the guys were like massive parts of the industry, like Eric Bischoff. <laughs> like he was a huge part in like the Attitude Era and the Monday Night yeah. Wars and things like that. How a guy like that needs half an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. The guy needs a big speech. He needs to tell his story and tell everything. And that's usually what they do. But because, like, right, we're inducting last year's and this year's, you've got oh. three minutes. There you go. You've got no fans. 
So what they did was put fan crowd noise over the top. They put like canned laughter in for jokes. They put, oh, no, um, that's weird. Che- oh, no. Cheers in and like things like usually a lot of the time that happens with these Hall of Fames is that someone will start a chant of like one more match, one more match, like to people who have technically retired. Sometimes it's worked, sometimes it hasn't. But then they they, they start putting like that can can over some people. Oh. You just like no one wants to see them in another match. Like <laughs> their time has gone. <laughs> they weren't that good then. Oh. No one wants to see them now. Like just they've been and gone now. It's fine. So yeah, they did that, and then Wednesday and Thursday night they did NXT Takeover Night One and Two. Uh, NXT is a part of usually. So usually, what they do at WrestleMania is Hall of Fame and NXT Takeover WrestleMania, and then Raw. That's mm. that's when I went to WrestleMania. That's what you got. You got those four nights. But now SmackDown's on Friday, so they've had to put that in the middle of it. And they've now split WrestleMania into two nights, uh, which is better, in my opinion, because those seven to eight hour WrestleManias are too long. So split it into two, three to four hour shows, much better. Yeah, NXT is like their developmental brand, but they always put on like big pay-per-view shows around the big WWE. For like the up-and-comers? Yeah, basically. Or people who have been like in the industry for years, but on the indies, it's a way to get them seen and known within the mainstream. Cool. And like then they'll that. bring yeah, then they'll bring them up into the what they call the main roster, which is the Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. So you had them, they were really good. They usually are really good to be honest, the takeovers because they're they're not produced by Vince McMahon. Triple H does the Perfect. Produ- <laughs> Triple H is the producer and he has a, a very different style of how he presents the show and mm. how he wants to present the wrestling. You get a lot more free flowing wrestling, a bit more adventurous style wrestling. It's a lot more fun. Um, and then last night was the first night WrestleMania, and that was really, really good. And it was really great to see fans back in there. And Are they allowing fans into it now, are they? Yes, it's in Florida. Oh, that's nice. so, that's- oh okay. Yeah, yeah, that says it all. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just the they obviously had all this set from last year because the theme for this year is the same as last year. Well, so last year wait. it was meant to be not in Raymond, Raymond James Stadium, which is the home of the Tampa Bay... Buccaneers, is it? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know my American football. Yeah. And so it was all pirate themed. Yeah. So last year they carried on. They did the pirate theme, but obviously they did it in a closed set. So this year they've still got all that. They've obviously had all this left over from last year. So it's like, well, we've paid for this. We've paid let's, for it, yeah. We've paid millions of dollars <laughs> of for all this. Yeah, Can't let's use it. And, and the setup for WrestleMania in these stadiums is unreal. Yeah. They've just got this massive pirate ship. It's Fucking huge, like even bigger than the one that's already actually already in the stadium. Yeah, they've got one that's like on where the crowd is, haven't they? As well, yeah, and like all the huge screens everywhere, and like they've got this big uh cover that goes over the top of the ring, Mm. and like entrances are ridiculous. Like one of the guys came out, and uh, when he raised his arms in the air, the cannons shot out. God. Not like proper cannons, humans, pyro from the ship shot (laughs) shot out like (laughs) so it looked like. Cannons firing out, and they do all this like elaborate stuff. But some of the Mick Foley would do would get inside a cannon, wouldn't he? And like, he'd be <laughs> yeah. shot out. He yeah. wouldn't care. I reckon all four of us should wrestle. <laughs> Oof, I don't know. Wait for an yeah. interesting match. Not today. <laughs> Ta- <tactic>. Yeah. <laughs> I think you'd win. I think that's the only reason you're saying that. <laughs> yeah, of course he is. Oh come on! I've got the weight advantage on all of them. <laughs> no, no, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I think it's on your chest. <laughs> Stigby flying around like. Uh... So is it still going tonight? Then Stig, is it? Yeah. Is it... So the second night is tonight. What time? Uh, I think it's like midnight UK time. Oh, or at least one you're not going to miss it. Then. 
I don't, I don't stay up. I, I used oh, to, right. but like, um, you know, he is. You know, he is. It used to oh, be. No, I watched, became an adult. <laughs> no, I watched it this morning when I got up. It's all uh, oh, right. That's fair. But right. it was just uh, this last night was just so significant um, because not just because obviously it's the first time they've had fans back in thirty months, mm. but the main event was two women of color. Oh wow! And that was just so amazing to see. Like they they were they were really trying hard not to cry before the bell even rang at the start. That's a big just, moment, that Because it just yeah. meant so much to them. I mean, this is only the second time that women have yeah. uh, made event at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah, and it's the first time that the that the two uh, competitors have been a person of colour. Like, it's, yeah, it's never happened before. A bloody time. Yeah, and it was just such a... And it was a great match as well. That obviously always helps. But, like, you could just... And this is why I like these splitting of these nights because if this these two nights were all in together, we wouldn't have got that. It'd have been overshadowed, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. they would have been like they might have been like third from the top or yeah. something. But the main event, the the storyline that's been focused on the most, that's happening tonight at the main event. Ah. So I hope the crowd supported them as well. The will done. Oh yeah, yeah, the crowd absolutely. They're amazing. They loved it. Um, that's good. Yeah. This. Oh god. This. The woman who won, uh, Bianca Belair, she's she's got this really long hair. It comes down to like the back of her bloody uh, knees. Wow! And she uses that as like part like Sindel of her, from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, she uses it as part <laughs> of her offense. Like she whips, she whips people with it. Oh, that's cheating! And well, it's part of her body, though, isn't it? It's not I suppose, yeah. yeah, yeah. And I swear that I'll, I'll go post you guys the link of it later. But she, in the finish of it, she whips Sasha Banks, and it sounds like a gunshot. Wow! And it's like. It, was that like a fake noise or something? It's like nah, like that was a full on whip, and she's just got this huge, massive like mark down her body where she's been whipped. It looked incredible, looked and sounded incredible. Wow. But yeah, it was just such a huge moment uh, for wrestling in general and culturally, and it was just mm. an amazing match to see and their reaction to it and everything. So I will be watching the uh, second part tomorrow. You'll have then, to let uh, us know next episode how it how it went. I will. Yeah, mm. excellent, That's me, brilliant. Thank you for that, then, mate. Um, well, I've been doing mine is a recommendation, a deep recommendation. I watched a film this week um, called Palm Springs. You might have oh, seen so it. Good. You might have so seen it. Oh, here we go. He's seen it. <laughs> Directed by Max uh, Barbacow, uh, starring Andy Samberg, Kristen Milliotti. Oh, and, Andy Samberg's coming up twice. Yeah, then. and J.K. Simmons. Um, <laughs> you always love a bit of Just Kidding Simmons. Love the man. Yeah. Um, so the synopsis uh, while stuck at a wedding in Palm Springs, Niles, played by Andy Samberg, Meet Sarah, played by Kristen Milliotti, uh, the maid of honour and family black sheep, as it's been known. After he rescues her from a disastrous toast, Sarah becomes drawn to Niles and, and his offbeat humour and negativity. But when their impromptu sexy time is thwarted by a surreal interruption, by the way, he's shot in the back with an arrow, <laughs> the movie takes the craziest <laughs> twist. So I don't want to go too far into the twist, but... It's basically a really good version of Groundhog Day. Like a really nah, good... Groundhog Day is a good version of Groundhog Day. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, are you implying that Groundhog <laughs> no, Day is not a good it's film? No, it's a good take on it. It's a good take on it. Um, right. It's a good time loop film. Yeah, a very good time loop film. So I, I obviously, Andy Samberg, but it's Saturday Night Live and Lonely Island is that his yeah, band. Yeah, it's his band, yeah. Um, I, I weren't massive into that, but he's been in a few films now and he can, he can do drama quite well, that man. 
He can, yeah. He's he's a, he's, a, he's a very good actor. Comedy is kind of his forte, but yeah. He's oh yeah, he's funny. He's funny in this. He's really funny in this, and he's just I don't know. He's just he's just one of those films like you've, you've just like Stig's seen it. You've just got to kind of envelop yourself in it. You've just got to watch it. It's just it's feel good, but it's also nihilistic as fuck. <laughs> it's like existential crisis, and I, trust me, it does work. It does work. <laughs> um, like like Niles Andy Sandberg, they don't, he does They don't they don't tell you like because. They understand that the audience knows how a time loop film works now. They don't mention it. They don't mention like, oh, this is a time loop. We're stuck here. They don't go into the science as much or anything like that. Right. It's just they just understand that you expect to understand it. And like, it don't. It doesn't tell you how long Andy Samberg's been in this time loop because from the beginning he's already in it. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's like they, they mentioned some. He mentioned something like, "Oh, it's round about between forty years and forty million years. I've been doing this same day." So yeah, that that's a massive. Obviously, him, him him making a joke. He forgets how long he's been doing this same day, and he's just accept. Unlike Bill Murray in Groundhog Day, he's accepted this, and this one day is all like revolves around this wedding, and he's got to the point now where he knows every single wedding guest at this wedding. He knows them by name. He knows all the secrets because he's. He's had time to speak to him all over these years. Yeah. And then he falls in love with one of the guests and it just goes on from there. It's just really good. I think it's only just come on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. as in this week, but it came out last year, I believe. I'm not sure. But it's just fucking great. What did you think of it, Stick, when you watched it? I loved it. That was great. Mm. Yeah, it's really, like, it's, um, it's really funny. Um, but like you said, it's just got this kind of dark side to it yeah, as well yeah. um there's some really beautiful moments in there as well um kurt had mentioned one of that in our discord if you'd look at the spoiler tag on that but it's uh i really love the way that jk simmons characters brought into it yeah. as well he's yeah. brilliant it seems it comes out of nowhere but yeah it's, it so, does it's really mean. funny i didn't but, know the film had this time loop to it i just saw it on amazon and it was you know when they put it on the splash page on amazon prime yeah this is the one to watch and I popped it on. I thought, oh, five stars. You don't often see five stars. I went, put it on. You watch first 50. You're already in love with Andy Samberg's character because he's just a fucking idiot. He's daft. He's drinking throughout the whole film, isn't he? He's just boozing it up because he knows he's not going to have oh, an yeah, hangover. No, yeah. He's <laughs> not going to have an hangover. <laughs> he's just absolutely getting smashed every day. He's loving it. And then that twist happens. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's so good. It's so good. So yeah, I'm not. I don't want to say too much more, but yeah, I'm gonna watch this. Definitely thing. watch Palm Springs. Watch it as soon as you can, because I reckon, because it's now on Amazon Prime. There's gonna be Twitter spoilers all over the shop coming out. You know what I mean? When people are starting to watch it, but it's just really good. So yeah. So now let's move on to the uh, topic at hand. Biggie, what are we talking about? Respect our authority. <laughs> I can't do it as well as anybody else. Uh, yeah, so this week uh, we're delving into the weird and wonderful world of animated TV shows, but only those designed purely for an adult audience. I don't know if we have any adults listeners, but it's no, not that kind of animation. <laughs> not, this is not the hentai special. <laughs> no. Not, that, that, not that, that'll be when we launch our Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Love it. Excellent. So what we're going to do is, per our remit, we're going to go around and we're going to talk about, they're not necessarily personal favourites, but the ones that we we just wanted to discuss. So we're going to start with Biggie, actually. Just your, your adult cartoon. So yeah. Um, Overfiend. Slightly... <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
<laughs> I'm slightly different to um, I think the other guys here. I, I don't watch it as much these days, mm. but um, I was a big fan of Family Guy when that came out. Um, I missed actually a lot of The Simpsons um, because I saw it when it first came out. But then I, I went abroad working yeah. away, so Family Guy I seemed to catch at the right time, and I just loved Family Guy. I like Appreciate early it. Family Guy. I like yeah, yeah. Yes. You want like Family Guy now, Biggie? Yeah, it's a bit different <laughs> I've not now. Watched pal. It in years. It's different because I, I think Seth MacFarlane only turns up to do the voices rather than writes the episodes anymore. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't write it anymore. He, and you he, can he tell stopped, he, st- he stopped writing for American Dad after a yeah, certain point. Yeah, you can tell. Well. Oh, yeah. yeah, like that's like The Simpsons, isn't it? The first ten yeah. or so series are yeah. really great, and then like I've just fallen off it completely Absolutely. since. But I think it, it, the, the the difference between Family Guy and Simpsons, I think, is obviously the the subject material because <laughs> it's not for kids, is it? Family Guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can probably sit there and have your kids watch Simpsons and you yeah. can laugh at the the adult stuff. I think the most Simpsons gets to is twelve, and I think that's the movie, isn't it? I think that's yeah, twelve. Yeah, but some of the subject matter covered by Family Guy, I mean, <laughs> oh, there are almost no holds barred, basically. But for those that are uninitiated, it does centre on a dysfunctional family consisting of the parents Peter and Lois their children Meg, Chris and Stewie and the anthropomorphic pet dog Brian yeah um, the show is set in a fictional city of Quahog no in, Quahog's uh, real Quahog Rhode Island I'm sure it's a real it place real? yeah I think it's a real place oh wow I, I always thought it was just I know Rhode Island's real we all know that <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, not sure. I'm sure I'm sure Quahog's real oh okay um, it exhibits uh much of the surreal and dark. It, it's humor. it's it, it's a fic- it's a fictional city. Bastard! It's it's named after a kind of clam. That yeah. You, oh, they uh, always have black clam images, don't they? On yeah, isn't that so, the so, name so of their bar? Isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, a quahog is a clam. Ah, um, oh, that makes sense. That you catch around Rhode Island, but yeah, it's. Oh, there we go. I did have to Google that though. I didn't know that off the top of my head. Mm. <laughs> Continue. But yeah, it um, features one of the big things about the show is that it features a lot of cutaway gags. Where uh, something like Peter will say, "Oh, remember that time," and then it will just go to whatever happened. As <laughs> and it'll be ridiculous. And they're very funny. One of my favourite ones of that is it's so simple and so stupid. Where he says something about a drive-by. It's like the English. They don't do drive-by shooters. They do like drive-by, like shouting or something. And the drive-by is <laughs> like he just leans out the window. He's like, "Hey, Reginald." I disagree. And then they drive off. And that's- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my favourite ones when they're. They're at a, a Jewish temple, and Optimus Prime turns up, and he's he's a he's a Jew, <laughs> and he's got his, <laughs> he's got his kipper on. And I mean, it's so Autobot. ridiculous, isn't it? <laughs> but yeah, as you mentioned, uh, it was created by Seth MacFarlane, who uh, voiced uh, Peter, Brian, and Stewie. I think he voices about fifty percent of the people. Yeah, on that show. if you there is a making of somewhere yeah. um, where they they follow um, making the show, and, and it's in, really impressive watching him. Bounce between the the characters, and that is really hard to do, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Brian is just Brian is just his own voice, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. That's why yeah, Brian's the one that sings most because Seth MacFarlane loves to sing, and Brian's always singing. Yeah, the um, one of the best things I ever read about it, it, it was like kind of it was a behind the scenes documentary kind of thing, mm. um, and it was one of the producers talking about Seth MacFarlane's singing ability. Yeah, um, and the, and he was saying like like he. he he went to watch in the recording studio one day when they, when he was doing. I think it was one of the. You know, you get those episodes every couple of seasons where it's like Brian and Stewie are on a journey. Yeah, the road trip, yeah. yeah. road to yeah, Rhode yeah. Island and, and stuff. Yeah, it's done like kind of those sixties films, the forties, fifties, and sixties films. I think it was maybe the first one, maybe in Road to Rhode Island. 
where um, he, he sits in it and during the song, mm. the, the big musical number at the end, he just tracks it in yeah. one go. Yeah. Just bouncing between his own voice and Stewie's voice. Yeah. And then does a second go to do the harmonies between each oh, other. Oh, he's a good singer. And it's like pitch perfect each time he does it in two takes and the producer's stuck there with his gob hanging over. Yeah. It's yeah. just like, what did I just watch? <laughs> I bet he's like, I, I, mean, told you I could sing that. listen to our Dungeons and Dragons episode. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, yeah. But yeah, it's um, interestingly, the show's been cancelled quite a few times, but is now currently scheduled for a 21st season. Yeah, it's it's, 21 it's, yeah, he's catching up to yeah. The Simpsons, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, The uh, Simpsons I, I are still going, but... to find out. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it wild. features uh, a lot of beloved characters like Quagmire, Joe, Cleveland, Herbert, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Tom Tucker and Diane Simmons, which are the, oh, God, uh, the two newsreaders. I love, I love the newsreaders. Um, if you recognise the, the names, they're voiced by Alex Borstein, Seth yeah. Green, Mila Kunis, amongst many others. Uh, the show uh, is never afraid to approach any subjects, actors, media. <laughs> Global events have all been picked on. Personally, for me, um, the ongoing fight with the chicken guy. <laughs> Didn't that um, have a, re- a resolution where the chicken like went home to his family and stuff and he's got like a, a human wife and stuff? <laughs> No, 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 because no, it doesn't actually resolve. Because I think it's like, like later in the sequence, like Peter jumps oh, through the window yeah. and starts attacking him in his home. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's a completely random fight. Um, big fan of Stewie's ambiguous sexuality in the show, um, and the fact that it, do we know if people can understand him or not? Yeah, he never he and they even play on that. They're like, "Can you even understand me?" But the dog always can. Oh, yes. he originally he moved on, but he originally was trying to kill Lois all the time. Oh, that's that yeah. stopped ages ago, didn't it? That yeah, one? but that was quite funny. Um, yeah. Brian being alcoholic, an alcoholic dog. Loves a martini, um, doesn't he? The irrelevance of Meg. Which oh, I think is which is awful. Absolutely. <laughs> it's, so bad. <laughs> it's so bad, but it's really funny. That, that we constantly quote that as well, me, Shut up, me Meg. and my wife. No, the the bit where like you know, he's like Proud of you, and that wipes the bogey on it. Does it? It does it so he can wipe a bogey on her head. So he pats her on the head. He's like proud of you, so he can wipe a bogey on her head. But it's like, yeah, like it's just one of those daft quotes where me and Kate are just like proud of you. It's one like, of the one of the good episodes is when uh, Meg has um, like a makeover, and it's the one that they were singing Journey on, and it made Journey massive again. You know, don't stop yeah. believing. It just skyrocketed in charts. And it, Meg has that makeover, and then they all start liking her. Then don't look because <laughs> she's good looking. <laughs> yeah, some of the comments on Meg are just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. But um, the one thing I, I really love, which I'm absolutely gutted, they never follow up. If you haven't seen them, are the Star Wars parody movies? Oh, the Blue Harvest. Um, they are really good, yeah, and yeah, I cannot believe they've not done the prequels. I, I love it. I love it. on the first one. <laughs> well, Han Solo's like, I'm taking this couch. And they're getting couch out of trash compact. <laughs> He's trying to get couch onto Millennium Falcon. It's about five minutes and he's pushing it on. So good. It's just like, just go, just go, go. Like, it's just like hanging off the side, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> but it's relatable because we've all been there, like lifting a sofa up stairs and stuff. It's ridiculous. And when Chris's Luke shoots a tie fight and he goes, don't get penisy, kid. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of cocky, yeah. Yeah, it's just really good. But yeah, massive fan of that. Yeah. Family Guy frustrates me in so many ways because, like, there is so much. There is a lot of good stuff in it's it. It's a fall from is. grace, though, isn't it? That's the problem. Yeah, it's yeah. not even the fall from grace. I think it's just the structure of the show. It's like the the, mm. the idea of the cutaway gags. I mean, some of them are hysterical. Some of them have me in kinks. Yeah. 
But there's just something you just think, this is really lazy because they are each of the cutaways are so far removed from whatever the subject of well, the programme is. like Peter Griffin dies in the cutaways and it's, and it's a memory. Yeah. You know what I mean? It makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, as, as the show goes on, I think it, it also got less quotable. Yeah, I, mean, yeah, I agree. Yeah. All, totally all, agree. All the Family Guy quotes or voices that that I, that I ape and I do are all from like the first season or just general general I think season sense three make, is like its peak. Laugh. I think season three is its peak when the animation like style se- changed. Yeah, I like better. season. I like yeah, I like season four. But oh god, it, it's I a frustrating show because like it's why I like I like American American Dad is kind of what I think it should have been. It's a bit more consistent, isn't it, American Dad? I yeah. think it is. Although not anymore, but like oh, I haven't seen it in seven years. seasons or so of American Dad are really, really good. Yeah, I because I used to watch both of them like mm. lately. Yeah, used to be on, did, on um, BBC Three. Yeah, between like ten and twelve, which randomly yeah. you'd be like, oh, just lying in bed, just gonna oh, look, yeah. Family Guy or American Dad's on. Used to like, yeah, just yeah. watch it all the time. But yeah, I can't remember about what seasons I got to before I just stopped caring. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. it was it was brilliant. It's when they started when doing about. like full episodes on. Like Herbert and stuff. I know people like him when he just turns up for a split second, but I don't want a full episode of Herbert. Mm. It, <clears throat> it don't work. There's a really good episode, which is possibly my favourite Family Guy episode, and it's not funny at all. Oh. It's, um, it, it might have been like 15th season or something like that, uh, where Brian and Stewie get locked in a vault. Oh, and yeah. It's just the two of them together. Yeah. It's, there's, no, mm. there's no cutaway gags. It's actually really dramatic, and it's a really... Insightful story. It's it's similar um, to that episode of Community where they're just stuck in that one room, isn't it? It's yeah. They, they, and a it's, lot of sitcoms do that. Yeah, and it's absolutely brilliant. And it like proves that whoever they had on the writing staff at the time yeah. could really write. Yeah. And then they send them back to doing like shitty cutaway gags. I'm like, but look what you did! Mm. Look at this! It's brilliant. I think I think I think for me, Family Guy jumped the shark when Brian quote unquote died. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> when they tried to kill Brian, they kill him out, the and then is, everyone kicked they off. Actually, they actually were going to keep him dead. Yeah, to, yeah. To, to, everyone to kicked off. Show, everyone, and yeah. everyone kicked off, and then they had new Brian. Vinny, like, oh, they called him New Brian. It was Vinny, wasn't it? He was like, "Hey, it's me, it's Vinny." No, there was him. No, he was a different one, but they had another oh, one. Oh, did they? They had so, another one that they called just they called him New, new Brian. Brian. <laughs> so, so you didn't think the show jumped the shark when Brian starts dating human women? And they don't oh, no, seem to notice that, that he's a dog. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's funny. That. That's funny. Yeah, that when, is when, it? when he was with when he, <laughs> really he was with that same woman for a long time, wasn't it? And she's like, Brian, if you leave, you leave him. Don't forget to put your flea collar on and stuff like that. She knew we were a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's really weird. It by weird. the way, it's on um, Disney Plus by a star. Yes, yeah, so, no, yeah. You, you can watch all of that if you want. Yeah, well, I was just thinking about Brian. Just made me laugh. You know, when he goes back, he tries to find his birth mother. Yeah. And he goes yeah. to the farm. It's just like, oh, just... Oh, it's Brian. He's just like the, the farmer's like, don't remember Brian. He's just like, which one are you? He's like, I was the one that could talk. <laughs> 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 oh yes, that's you. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. I do. There are some proper strong moments in Family Guy, but as you as you said, I, I can't imagine turning it on now unless I'm turning the older episodes. I couldn't imagine watching a new. Oh. One. That's a very good point. Um, the other thing I mentioned about Family Guy is it's really good in small doses. Yeah, I would yeah. not binge watch it at all because you would get very bored of the concept. I still think American Dad's the stronger of the two. And Cleveland Show were just not, not very good at all. Oh, that was shite. <laughs> good idea, but shite yeah. in practice. Also, really weird that Cleveland's, vo- Cleveland's voiced by a white guy. Yeah, yeah, there is, there, there is, there is that. Yeah. There is, but a lot of these cartoons have got that kind of issue. 
Yeah. I think they've all changed that now, haven't yes. they? I think they've, yes, yeah. about, they've yeah. resolved I think that. they should. So um, we'll move on. We'll come back. Have you, you, you've got more, haven't you, Biggie? But we'll come back. Yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll go to Gadget. What's your first pick? Uh, so my first pick, um, in fact, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring bring this one forward because my other picks are related to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about Metalocalypse. Death Clock. Yeah, Metalocalypse was a, a cartoon came out in 2006 mm-hmm. on Adult Swim. Uh, the the channel that did it absolutely dirty and cancelled it without a decent resolution. We are yep. mad still about it. But <laughs> it follows the trials and tribulations of the biggest metal band to exist ever. ever. <laughs> a band that makes more money than Luxembourg. Yep. Um, in fact, the, the Death Clock, the band themselves, are one of the top 30 economies in the world. Yeah. The band. <laughs> when their albums are delayed, their fans commit ritualistic suicide in protest at the, <laughs> the, band being, at the albums being delayed. When you see them live, you have to sign a pain waiver to, you know, indemnify the band from any maiming or death that might occur to you. While you're at their life. The honour and privilege of being killed at Death Clock <laughs> yes. In the opening episode, we we are we are greeted to the fact that Death Clock haven't gigged for a while, and thousands upon thousands of fans are travelling to the Arctic Circle in the most northern of Sweden. It's a pilgrimage, to, isn't it? it? Yeah, it's a pilgrimage <laughs> to see the band perform a 30-second jingle for a coffee company. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's big news. <laughs> And there's a shady government organisation that's interested in them because apparently there's a prophecy around this particular group of individuals. <laughs> it's fucking surreal and brilliant. It's like the best of adults, the best of that weird mid two thousands Adult Swim. Um, there's such great ones, didn't they? On yeah, Adult Swim. Yeah, I, I'm not a not very uh, familiar with Adult Swim. You've not heard of you've not heard of Doctor Rock. So he does cocaine. Nope. Did you know this? <laughs> Cocaine! Love it. Yeah, uh, any any episode with Dr. Roxo in is fucking brilliant. Dr. Roxo is the rock and roll clown that they get for the, one of the guitarist's birthday. Obviously. And he's... he's- <laughs> He's wearing one of he's wearing something Justin Hawkins with uh, from yeah. the darkness would think is a bit too revealing. <laughs> he's got his face and clown makeup, he's got his huge huge red hair. He's cocaine at the top of his voice when he runs around. It's so it's so funny. But so the band themselves, they're 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 a five piece band featuring the lead singer Nathan Explosion, who I believe is modelled after someone from Cannibal Corpse. Yes, Squizgarth Squigelf. <laughs> who is the lead guitarist? Uh, Toki Wartooth, who is oh, the other guitarist? Yeah. Uh, William Murderface, the bass player, <laughs> <laughs> and Pickles, the drummer. <laughs> I love Pickles. Yeah. Um, like I said, the the music they play it's it it's possibly as generic a kind of heavy metal you can get. It's kind of like the, the music that uh, Brandon Small, who created it, wrote for it, is very much inspired by stuff like. Um, like uh, in flames, a lot of that kind of Swedish technical metal kind of sound, that kind of Norse, uh, Norwegian sound. Yeah, black metal. Yeah, kind of. It's um, the music is incredible. He plays it all, th- doesn't he? Yeah, he plays it all. One of the best things about the animation as well is they they animate their fingers moving yeah. in the right places on the instruments. I appreciate that as a guitarist, mm. being able to, to watch how the character in my cartoon plays his guitar. <laughs> but the music is really, really good. Um, the, the, such songs as Mermaider. <laughs> Mermaid's amazing. Mer- about mermaid murder. <laughs> <laughs> Go into the water. They, they release an album that's dedicated to fish, or it's for fish, rather, <laughs> because to make the heaviest, most brutal, most 
awesome album in the world, they have to go low. Yeah, and, low and pressure. Quote, yeah. We have to go to the, was it? We have to go to the bleakest, darkest, most metal place on earth. The Mariana Trench. <laughs> and they put a recording studio into a submarine. <laughs> and go deep underwater. Um, death and destruction follows them everywhere. Mm. Anytime it's anybody's birthday, I there is an episode where it's Murderface's birthday and the band perform a song for him called Birthday Death Day. And I will send that video to everybody I know whenever it's their birthday. <laughs> so good. I, the, the band themselves are idiots. Mm. They are the most coddled, unrealistic weirdos that have ever existed in the world. Um, the very first episode, they end up accidentally killing their chef. <laughs> and rather than hiring a new one, they um, they decide that they have to go food shopping for themselves. <laughs> and they, they go to Fintroll's <laughs> convenience store to try and find some food. And it results in Squ- Squizgar hitting on a grandmother. Yep. Uh, Pickles deciding that he he's in charge of getting ingredients for soup, so he has a trolley full of alcohol. <laughs> Nathan is destroying the shop as he goes around. It's so fucking funny and so surreal. And it, it's if you like metal music, you will adore it. Oh, and Mark Hamill does one of the voices in it. Yes, Not one does. of the main characters. He does one of the side characters. But yeah, it's it's brilliant. It's and like I'll- it's like a balance for it. It's like. It's, it's made for people that love metal, but it's also taking the piss out of people that love metal. I'll yeah. play metal. It's ridiculous. It's brilliant. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely taking the piss out of metal bands. And mm. the thing is, well, they also got really big people into it. Like, in the in the opening episode, you get James Hetfield and Kirk Hammett. Yeah. They do guest voices in it. Yeah. Um, most of Cannibal Corpse, yeah. or some variations of that, they've done voices in it. Dave Mustaine's done a voice in it. Um, the band were actually sponsored by Gibson. Yeah. You could buy a Death Clock <laughs> Explorer and Flying V. They, they're sponsored by EMG pickups and crank amps and stuff. Like There were real brands behind this. It's it was good music, brilliant. though. That's the thing. Yeah. And to prove that, I'll put a clip in. So, yeah, they're fucking brilliant. Uh, go watch Metalocalypse. Like I say, Adult Swim did them dirty. It They cancelled it before they could finish the story. But everything that you get going up to that, including the Death Harmonic, which is um, oh, their, their hour-long rock opera, <laughs> um, it's fucking incredible. Everything about it's wonderful. Yeah. I mean, I've, I saw the uh, DVD collection really cheap. Uh, I know it's DVD and not Blu-ray, but I saw that really cheap for the whole lot for like nine quid. I know there's a Blu-ray, but it's like 50 quid. Yeah. So, yeah, get get hold of that if you can. Well worth it. So, we'll move on to you, Stig. Um, what's your first pick, pal? Yeah, so I, I was originally going to do something a bit different. Mm. Um, like I said, originally I picked the likes of Castlevania, um, oh, which yeah. is excellent, by the way. Just, it is. Um, even if you've not played the games, I've not played the games, but I've really enjoyed the series. You it's fool. Uh, very dark, bleak, <laughs> and violent, and bloody. But then I was just like... I'm going to go with the one which I think has so far stood the test of time better than the likes of Simpsons and the Family Guy and stuff. <gasps> what? Um, so, and so I'm going to go with South Park. Ah. Because, in my opinion, South Park still put out absolutely belter episodes and uh, are still funny to this day. Um, 
I'm not sure I really need to go into who what South Park is, but I will anyway. Uh, it was created by Trey Parker and Matt Stone. It was it came out in 1997, so we're now 24 years into its run, and wow. it's a series uh, revolving around four boys: Stan Marsh, Kyle Broflowski, Eric Cartman, and Kenny McCormick. And when this first came out, it just went crazy, didn't it? Everybody yeah. loved South Park. Um, it wasn't meant for kids. But kids watched it. Kids loved it. Because <laughs> I was, what, 11 in 1997. Yep. And I knew of South Park and I loved it and I watched it every you know, I got, week, um, I I got first season on VHS. I think it was like, used to be on Channel 4. So it was like Friday night, Channel 4 kind yeah. of job. You could just stay up and watch it because you didn't have school the next day. And, you know, it led to schools banning South Park. Yeah, like, we, we weren't uh, allowed to wear the South Park hoodie. And- yeah, and uh, uh, not allowed to take South Park merchandise or anything yeah. in because it was just... And they always said, well, this is meant for adults. Mm. You know, if you let your kids watch it, it's not our fault, which is fair to use. Yeah. But it just, from the get-go, the, f- the first episode is about aliens abducting... It's about anal uh, probes. Yeah, <laughs> cows. And I think Cartman gets um, yeah. taken by the aliens and gets yeah an anal probe. And that's kind of like... You know, that sets the tone of where this show goes. I think it's got better. It's evolved since then, hasn't it? It it has evolved so much that it's got a lot better, in my opinion. They don't even swear as much anymore, either. Although they do hold the record for most swear words in a film. Yeah, yeah, I know they do. do. (laughs) And musical. So I think they're on 309 episodes now. Mm. Um, And, yeah, the first few series are just kind of like, episode of the week things out there they're kind yeah. of like little skits stupid things going on here and there yeah. you know they, they, they um, introduce other characters like Mr. Hanky the Christmas Pooh <laughs> um, you have other other side characters in the thing like Chef and Mr. Garrity um, Mr. Garrity yeah and uh, what's his name Mr. Garrity Mr. Garrison Mr. Garrison uh, oh yeah. yeah Garrison yeah sorry yeah. sorry yeah uh, and Randy Stan's dad love Randy <sighs> Who are you trying to think of? The big guy, the the the, the uh, okay. big gal. No, 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 no. Big gal's oh, Mr. Oh, Mr. Mackey. Mr. Mackey. Yeah, Mackie. sorry. Drugs bad. Yeah, he's he's there just escaped me there, but yeah, Mr. Mackey. I fucking love Mr. Mackey. He's just so stupid. <laughs> he's like the school. Is he the school counselor? He's or a school counselor. Yeah. yeah, and he's just like he's like drugs are bad. Okay, <laughs> drugs are good. But like, I love the fact that South Park had all these like side characters mm. who kind of just popped in every now and again. But now they've evolved them all so much that they all have the their own little. It's like not just about the kids, is it? It's, you've characters. Got, yeah, it's like, about the whole town now. Like Randy and Butters and a few other people are like main characters now. It's 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 strange how it's evolved. Yeah, it's, like it's, I like it's, how it's, the sorry gadget. No, sorry. I was I was going to say yeah. It's it's how it, it's not just the characters themselves, but it's how they interact with yeah. with the rest of the story. Mm. There are some ones, especially when you get an episode that will be about, like say for instance, an episode that's about Randy. Yeah, which is like many now. <laughs> which is which is which is many now, but the kids will barely be involved with it, yeah. and they'll just tend to walk in at the end and go, "Oh Jesus Christ, Dad!" You know, stuff like that. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they don't even kill Kenny anymore. That's not a thing. Yeah, they stopped doing that a long time. Yeah. Think about season eight. They just yeah. first, first off, they did what they tried to do with Brian was they tried to kill him off for good. For good, yeah. And then they had like these kind of auditions <laughs> episodes where they just kept putting a new fourth character in. Yeah, it was Butters like, oh, for a while, weren't it? It was Butters, and then they had Tweak. Yeah, and Tweak. Then, uh, I do tweet. Token and they just they had yeah. all these different ones like yeah. just going in. What I love about South Park as well is they are fearless. 
Oh yeah. They will go after any group, any religion, any like politician. Yeah. If you're left leaning, if you're right leaning, if you're central, it does not matter. You will get both barrels. And if you come back at them and try to complain and try to get (laughs) them cancelled, they'll just go at you again because they do do not give a shit. Don't they write episodes in like a week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, It's ridiculous that turnover. That is They've got the. I'm fairly sure on this one, but don't. But I might be wrong. But they have their own editing software for the program with wow. basically all the assets put together, just for them. So it's, yeah. Like, yeah. So, so it's like with the early series, they were doing it with literally with cardboard, and it was like kind of stop motion animation. It looks a lot better now, though, doesn't it? Oh yeah. Well, yeah. They're just doing the same thing, but with computers now. Yeah, yeah. But because of the way the characters look, like you don't have to animate fingers moving or hands moving. Mm. Like the animation process is. Well, really they've all quick. got gloves on, haven't they? <laughs> so you have to well, see yeah, fingers. Well, it's, yeah, exactly. It's like deliberately being designed that. <laughs> yeah. Way. Um, and it works, so it means yeah, they can put an episode out in a week if they need to. They, in fact, the video games took fucking longer to come out. Than the <laughs> they did, yeah, yeah. But like, but or, or, they'll, or they'll do that thing where they do two episodes as well. Like, so when uh, Barack Obama got elected in America, they had an episode ready Just to in air. Case someone won, yeah. Uh, for yeah, they they, they, had, they had one for. Um, did it with Donald Obama Trump as well? Didn't one they? For, no, with Donald no, Trump. No, no, Donald... they, they had a whole plot line going. Oh, did they? <laughs> they? They basically with Donald Trump is they turned Mr. Garrison into Trump. Into Trump. Oh, so right. So Mr. Trump right. isn't a character in it. Uh, Miss Garrison became like a Donald Trump character, oh, but, right. and he became president. But the, yeah, with the, with the Barack Obama one, it's really yeah. Like Gadget said, they had one um, for if McCain won and yeah. one oh. if uh, Obama won. And when you so watch that's why it, they could they, put that one out on the night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the next time in 2012, they just did one episode for Obama, and so said. And they were just like, what was if it the other way? If it went the other way, and he went, well, it wasn't gonna, was it? Yeah. So we just, we just, they knew. They were just like, Let's be we real. only had to do one this time, yeah. So, but yeah, yeah. There's a there's a, um, a documentary called Six Days to Air came out in 2011, All right. and it follows them doing uh, an episode in a week. And the reason they started doing this was because they used to do the ten episodes, yeah. give it to Comedy Central, right? Series is done, put it out. But then they found that the stuff that they were ripping on and riffing on too and everything late, isn't it? and parodying was too late yeah. and something new had come up and that was out the zeitgeist anymore and it was just yeah. like we're not getting the hits here because if we tried to he obviously did all the silly episodes in there still like you know um, fun times with weapons and things like that yeah. Scott Tedman must die and all that kind of really like out there kind of episodes but then they they wanted to make sure that what they were putting out was relevant yeah so if something happens in the news, you will guarantee that if South Park is currently on the, on TV at the time, the next episode will be about what's happened. Yeah, because didn't they drop they could... that um that Game of Thrones Black Friday one on Black Friday in America? Yep, yeah, that's crazy. That yeah, which was just... which was also part of the marketing for Sticker Truth. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. They're all trying to get Sticker Truth, weren't they? In Game of Thrones, it was so weird. But it's it's just <laughs> clever. Yeah, it's so clever. They're so funny and so great at it. Um, mm. But especially if you watch that 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 uh, documentary, you just see how quick they come up with these ideas. Right, what can we do? This bang, 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 bang. Ideas just floating around, and it's like, right, yep, let's go. And then they just kind of wing it like a yeah. little bit as they go along. But it takes it out of them so much. It's yeah. like they started doing split seasons because of it. So they'll do six weeks. You've got to forgive them for it, haven't you? And then they'll do six weeks, yeah. But and that film as well—that is a masterpiece. Yeah, but it's just one going of the back best to musicals that, ever made. When that film came out, that was that was huge as well. And I don't think a lot of parents realised just like <laughs> no. about the swearing, just what was going to happen in that film. Even though it was called Bigger, Longer, and Uncut. 
Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of swearing in that film, and the music's brilliant. But I, uh, yeah, it's just the kind of shit that we're pulling off in that, like Saddam Hussein is. Oh God, yeah, stuff like that. It's like no and one... his voice as well. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, I... yes, hey, Why do you always make love to me from behind? <laughs> <laughs> Love that, just, it's something that no one else would dare do apart from them. Well, they 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 they, they had that whole thing where they wanted to. They basically there was uh, I think it was after the Charlie Hebdo attack. Yeah, they um they they wanted to be the first, they basically wanted to have a, an image of the Prophet Muhammad in their show because <laughs> they were ripping yeah. it out of Family Guy at the yeah. same time. Yeah, and the whole episode is built up around that like other. Like TV shows in that universe had tried to do it, and like the networks had shut them down. Like Terence and Philip had tried to do it and stuff like that, and then so the whole that that was the satire of it. And Comedy Central refused to air it, and yeah. they were like, "This is literally the point of the episode. How can we like make fun of Christianity if we can't make fun of um, mm. Islam and stuff like that?" And yeah. it was it when they get into like very political or very kind of current events points, they're so incisive to it and they are merciless with who they will take on. They seem to be very, very, yeah. very clever men. You know what I mean? Like very yeah, well, they are. super smart. But there's the, yeah. the, 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 the two episodes that always stand out to me are the um, Tom Cruise won't come out of the closet. Oh, wow, which yeah. Is, yeah. Which is the, the huge swipe at uh, Scientology. Yeah, wow. Um, yeah, and then the, the one about the Mormons. Um, yeah. Where you just get the cutaways to like um, the Joseph uh, Joseph Smith, I think it is, yeah. um, story, and it, at the bottom it says, "This is what they actually believe." With the aliens, dum, 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 dum. <laughs> the tablets. Yeah, you know? You're not allowed <laughs> you to read what? this tablet. <laughs> One of yeah. the best things about that is when they did Scientology, and they showed the Zenith. They, they did the same thing, and they put, "This is what Scientologists actually believe." Yeah. And I'm like, "This is obviously a piss take." No, I thought it was just taking the piss. You know, riffing on the Mormon episode. Yeah, yeah. And I looked it up, and I was like, "Fuck me, they actually believe this." <laughs> and the, the the funniest thing to come out of that after years of them ripping everyone, Isaac Hayes turned around and was like, "I'm a Scientologist." Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Like this was too far. I quit. <laughs> so what they did? To, to what they did was. They made Chef into a pedo. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, fine, if that's what you're going to do to us, this is what we'll do to Chef. They use his old voice clips from other seasons as well, just yeah. to make like a oh, sentence. It's so funny. It's like, terrible. hello, children. Yeah. How are you today? And they just clip it all together. Oh, to, like, so it, bad. It's yeah, not, but, it's yeah, brilliant. But, but yeah, but then, then you know, Chef gets kill, get kill off in a very, killed off in a very bloody, brutal oh, yeah. scene. And then they bring him back like fucking Darth Vader at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> With the episode three reveal. <laughs> fucking Darth Chef look. Yeah. Oh, have have any of you seen uh, Imagination Land? I'll just talk about that before I finish. No. I, I saw it when it first came out, but I don't remember much So about Imagination it. Land is a three part episode, which was originally going to be the second film. Oh, yes, I have seen that episode. Yeah. And yeah. it is incredible because it just has all, like, everything that's ever been in imagined by something is kind of like this guy uh, comes to the kids and he's like on this hot air balloon he's just like hello children I'm from imagination land come and join me we need your help blah blah and the kids kind of look at him and they're like are you a rapist and he's like <laughs> and, and, he's, and his reaction is just like what no, why would you say that? No, no, they're just like, well, you, you look like one. It's just like, oh my god, like, but like they, they go off to the imagination land, and the US government are like, the whole idea is that like the, the bad guys that I've imagined are breaking through the wall, and if they break through the wall and get out into the real world, they'll cause havoc. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So the, 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 the US government said, like, it's like, there's only one way we can stop this. 
It's like uh, they sent Kurt Russell through a Stargate yeah. into imagination land. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're going, oh, what's... He goes, what can you see? And he's like, oh, I can see this. And he's like, I can see, oh, there's little critters. Oh, they appear to be woodland critters. And Stan and Carl at the end going, what? No. Like, he's like, oh, they've got little Christmas hats on. He's like, get him out of there. Get him, him out of there. <laughs> yeah, because the woodland critters, like, yeah, they're evil. great oh, people. It's like Satanists. They, yeah. they are very, very evil. Yeah. And they're just like, all you can hear is Kurt Russell just going, they're killing me. They're raping. <laughs> and he's just like screaming from the other end of the Stargate. It's just, oh, it's, it's, it is an incredible I don't know if he actually part. voiced himself, but they actually get a lot of actors to do they the voices. Surprise, surprisingly they? few actors into it. Like they had most like James Gyllenhaal on a few of them. Yeah, they, they, I mean, they have had a couple of big guest stars. I, I remember when they had fucking Radiohead on for yeah. 10 minutes. They actually put it up at the beginning of the episode, guest starring Radiohead. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, here's your favourite band, Radiohead. And they just yeah. come on and go, you're a loser. And then he walks off. To yeah. the, that's, that's it. <laughs> Little crybaby. Yeah. Um, the, um, yeah, like most of it is just... Um, um, uh, Trey, isn't it? It's just, it's all him. Yeah, yeah. Doing, yeah. doing the voices, apart from female voices. But you can tell it's him, though. That's the thing. He's got such a, like... Well, that's that's the gag, isn't yeah, it? It's like, do, that's yeah. why he's got the text at the beginning that says all, all celebrity voices Bill, are... Bill Hader stuff for him now as well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two people did. Yeah. Oh, do you want one more thing, actually? I want to talk about Randy. He's the best. He is the greatest because character. Integrity since, Farms. Since that episode <laughs> where he's like... Uh, watching the kids play baseball, getting drunk. And he's all like, I'm sorry, I thought it was America. I thought it was America. And he's always starting fights. Since that episode, he has been absolutely incredible. And any episode that they have, which Randy is the focus on, Mm. it's just so fucking good. The current season on Netflix, it's probably not the newest season, but with with Tegrity Farms and there's a weed. Yeah, yeah. He's the main character throughout the whole whole season. It's his his, They even changed the intro, doesn't it, to... Come on down to Tegrity Farms. It's, it's yeah, really well, good. It, the show's been cancelled in China now because of one of the episodes. I've just watched that episode yesterday. Where he goes to, chi- where he goes to China <laughs> yeah, and they have weed and with poo them, in there yeah. and yeah. everything. And China have, like, just outright banned South Park now. Yeah. Like... <laughs> I'm yeah. surprised I haven't before. I was going to say, it, it, it took a long time for China to decide to ban well, it. The thing is, in, in that, I think it's that episode, that episode before, he does, he does a pro-China parade down South Park. He's like, yes, China, I made $300,000. No, he's, he's, he's trying to sell his weed in China, yeah. that's why. Yeah, <laughs> yeah my, my, my all-time favourite Randy moment might have to be the, um, the, the episode where they're, where they're cut off from the internet. Oh and yeah, to, and, and and they kind of they end up in a fucking refugee oh. camp for some reason, <laughs> yeah. and he finds a computer connected to the internet. Yeah, and yeah. And, and just they 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 walk in and, he's, and just the room is covered in horribleness. He's just like, uh, uh, it was a ghost. Ectoplasm. <laughs> <laughs> is that the startling? The one where he's like, I'm so startled, and there's yeah. like these the massive guinea pigs running around. Yeah, what a, what a good show, man. What a good show. Yeah. So, from South Park, we'll go on to uh, my first discussion. And I am going to talk about The Simpsons, guys, because I... Someone had to. Yeah, someone had to. And I, <laughs> and I, have, to, I have to preface this. I loved The Simpsons, past tense. In the past tense. Yes, I loved it. Um, so I don't need to explain to you the origins of Simpsons and its eventual <laughs> inevitable decline. <laughs> But it's it's one of those shows that literally speaks to any age group, but it's aimed for adults, in my opinion. Because unless, like, yeah. Homer and Bart's fighting or falling down, it's a talky, isn't it? It's quite a talky show. There's a lot of dialogue yeah. in Simpsons. There's, there's a lot of, like, discussion, if you get what I mean. Um, I think it's 
I don't know if it's been changed now, but it was a phenomenon to the point where it was aired in every single country at one point. Yeah. Like, they all had their own, like, um, versions of it. Like, they had to change people's names and stuff and certain dialogues in their own language and stuff. But, yeah, it were aired everywhere. It was absolutely ridiculous at one point. And rather than talk about what The Simpsons is, I've just brought up my three favourite episodes. Okay. So I think I think... You'll have all seen these ones because they're older Simpsons. So in no particular order, uh, You Only Move Twice is one of my favourite episodes where um, Homer gets the job at, at Cypress Creek. Uh, oh, yes. With Hank oh. Scorpio. <laughs> turns out, <laughs> turns out he's working for the baddies. A <laughs> lot of Kubrick references in. There's a HAL, HAL 9000 and 2001 Space Odyssey references. And it's just a really solid moving away from Springfield episode. You know, it's just the Simpsons and... And Hank Scorpio, obviously. <laughs> but that's a really good episode. You've all seen that, that one, haven't that, you? That, one, that bit yeah. where he's like, where he goes to quit, and he's like, Homer, I respect your decision, but like Homer's just oblivious to the fact that like yeah. that he's that him and all his henchmen are fighting, like obviously as <laughs> an agency that's coming to attack. Yeah, you don't realize he's the bad. If you feel like shooting a few people on the way out, then please do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the next episode, one uh, I really loved is Cape Fear. We. Uh, Oh yes, Kelsey yeah, Grammer as Sideshow yeah. Bob, uh, where he's yeah. uh, he's basically Cape Fear, the film Cape yeah. Fear. No, it is just entirely Cape Fear. Yeah. It's the, that's the, uh, the a lot of Alfred has got references as well, and Kelsey Grammer absolutely crushes it as Sideshow Bob. The, he always the, does. The scene with the rakes, where it goes on for <laughs> yeah, about five yeah, minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's never not funny though. That's it's so incredible, and the die bart die and stuff like that it's, that's such a good episode and this next episode's very difficult because oh, yeah, that's, that's the line was it you've got, you've got die bart die written on your written on your chest no it's German for the bar the well yeah. no one who speaks German could be evil yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely incredible stuff uh, the, the, my all time favourite episode is the episode I can barely pronounce it's El Viage Misterioso de Nuestro Homer. Oh, is that is that when Homer uh, goes yeah. on the chili so hallucination? Homer, Homer eats a mysterious pepper in a local chili cook-off before hallucinating and hanging out with the likes of uh, a desert turtle and the coyote voiced by Johnny Cash. <laughs> and it's just a really good, like, Homer-centric episode, but it's not Homer being falling off. the. Do you know when he jumps over the canyon and stuff like that? It's, yeah. it's just a, a really good character study and what it's like to trip your ass off. <laughs> It's really good. Uh, I definitely recommend to watch all three of them. You all probably have that listening, but oh, many, many times. If yes. you haven't, though, just oh, there is some really good websites that tell you which episodes not to watch. Like you're not going to skip Marge versus the Monorail. It's a cracking episode. No, it's all timer. Yeah, but you're going to skip everything from season ten. On. Yeah, you're going to skip a lot of different. <laughs> like everyone said, oh, I love all the Treehouse of Horror episodes. They're not my favorite episodes at all. Some are good. Some, some are yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. some are shit. I, I, my favorite episode is Itching Scratchy Land. Oh yes, very good. Which is the the um, it's the um, what's it uh, Westworld parody, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just like uh, it's just going through the, the names. It's just like Bert, Bart, yeah. like, Bart. Bart. Like, who's who's called Bart? And it's, this guy's just like, excuse me, you can't talk to me. He's like, my name's Bart. And he's just like, because <laughs> he talks to my son. No, my son is also named Bart. And then like the, the like later on name. when they're going through the back, it's just like we've run out of Bart license plates. I repeat, we've run out of Bart license plates. Yeah, I'm still yet to find an Oodles one, but we'll get there. So yeah, seems I just think I just think culturally it had a massive impact, and yeah, like. Like Family Guy has, like a lot of things. Other than South Park, I think it's just gone downhill massively. 
I don't think I've watched a new season of Simpsons since about 2013, maybe a bit even earlier than that. When when they appeared on Disney Plus, Pip and I decided to give season thirty one a try. It's terrible, thirty one or thirty, whatever the latest 31? ones on there. Jesus, and we we watched a couple episodes and we're just like, it looks this good isn't though, funny. doesn't it? It's all in like four K and stuff. Totally, now. Yeah, it's all in four K. Like it, it it's shiny, great. Yeah. The problem with the Simpsons is, and I don't like that look. No, I prefer, I prefer the nineties Simpsons. Me. Yeah, there's a there's a great video out there called. Um, uh, it's, it's something. It's something about the, the zombification of the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it talk, it talks about how the Simpsons kind of after season ten, so after the original group of writers mm-hmm. kind of shuffled off onto other shows, um, the Simpsons got in writers that didn't seem to gel well with the material, um, and then the season became started to become uneven because of something that the show that people who researched the show have coined the term. Flanderization, yeah, yeah, because Ned Flanders is the perfect example of it. Because Ned Flanders starts off as just this idly idly neighbor, yeah, this this dorky dorky weird neighbor. He's religious. He's a bit boring. That was his character, but mm. they had some fun with that because he was the antithesis of Homer, who well, was, it, this it was a big, beautiful. vivacious, yeah. loud character. Everyone didn't like um, the fact that Flanders had a really good body as well. He was ripped, weren't he, under the under his well, well, stupid, well, sexy Flanders. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> again, that's not revealed until much later, though. But right. as, as Flanders' character goes on, they kind of realise that the funny stuff with him was the stuff around Reverend Lovejoy and around all the um, yeah, the, uh, yeah. the Christianity stuff. So they build that up to it gets to a point like at about season fifteen or so. He's a fucking zealot. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, there's, there's there's a film there's an episode where he gets commissioned to do the super the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show or something like that because he made a, a, a fucking gory as fuck religious film, and it's just like. No, everything that you're putting in here turns him into a psychopath. Like, <laughs> it's not the same character at this point. And every character in The Simpsons does this. Um, it gets to a point where all the jokes from Homer don't work because they're flipped in reverse. In the early seasons, Homer's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He doesn't know that he's an idiot. He just is one. Yeah. Whereas in, like, you know, season 14, 15 onwards, as it's going on, Homer knows he's Homer Simpson. Yeah, so, yeah. So like all, all all the jokes are like you know like so like someone says, "Hey, all the big fat guy, fat dumb guys come over here." He's like, "Whoa, that's me!" And it's just like, no, that's not funny. He shouldn't know that about himself. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he never knew he was in the wrong ever, did he? I mean, bear in mind yeah. this this man works at a nuclear power plant. He foresees a lot of like health and safety there. <laughs> he went to space. <laughs> He, he like fought. He fought conspiracies and stuff. And in the film, do you know what I mean? He saved Springfield and stuff. I was going to just bring that up because yeah. it took so long for them to get a movie. That out, movie's all right, movie... but it doesn't hold up when you yeah. when you watch it too many yeah. times. It's a bit. Too, and the fact that the, the fact I don't get why Bart Simpson's got his little willy out as well. Oh, that split second. Can you remember because that? Because he could get away with it. Because it's, it's a shocking visual gag that you can get away it's with. Awful. You're right. The Simpsons <laughs> took too long. Look at what South Park did. Yeah. In the height of their popularity yeah. in those first few years bang film is out yeah in two to two two three two years i think it took them yeah simpsons yeah. needed a film in the mid 90s i think so yeah, could yeah. have done a, they could have done another one in the noughties but mid 90s is when they needed the film because that was the height of their popularity and it by the time it came out it's like yes we finally got a simpsons film too late wasn't it's it? mediocre as fuck because yeah. the writing has just gone downhill and i've just looked now what you've been talking about when i dropped off it's round about a year or two after that oh, film really? came out. The last thing yeah, I can remember right is where Bart and Lisa built a box fort. I've never even seen that one. 
Never even and they have it. this massive fight. It's re- that's it's a really good sequence. They have this big. They steal all these like boxes from uh, UPS or something, and then all the UPS men come to claim it back. And they have this massive like Lord of the Rings esque battle where it's like Bart and Lisa are on this big castle of yeah. like, cardboard boxes they've made, and they're fighting off all these like mailmen trying to like break it down and stuff. Sounds like that South Park that, game, and, doesn't and it? Then, and then a the dragon truth. comes out <laughs> of nowhere, and then all of a sudden, for some reason, like Nelson comes and starts helping them out, and it's like it's a really good, fun sequence, and that's yeah. the last thing I can. But there's not enjoy. enough, is there? Though enjoying. episodes, yeah. Like, like I said, there is there are there are websites. We'll, we'll, I might pop them in the show notes. I'll pop them in his Discord. There's a really good. I can't remember its name now. A really good website that says. It like reviews the newer episodes and tells you, don't watch that, watch this one. This is a decent episode. But apparently, there, there hasn't been a good, like, f- even as, as close as four out of five episodes since, like, before the movie. That's how, that's how bad it's got. Yeah. Do you know what I don't like as well? What they started doing was, you know, in the 90s when they had, like, someone come on and do a voice, yeah. uh, like a celebrity, that celebrity would be voicing a character. But now yeah. they always come on and voice themselves. Hi, I'm Tom Hanks. And, like that. And it's like, <laughs> Yeah, and it's just really forced. Like, oh, how do we get Lady Gaga into the episode? Yeah. That was the episode. That was the episode where I fell off it. Yeah, but like, so I thought this if, is trash. If in the nineties, if Lady Gaga was around, she she'd be voicing a character. Yeah, yeah. It's just like yeah, I just yeah, don't yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. I hate that. Had Michael to... Jackson voicing a character, didn't they? Yeah, they had Dustin Hoffman. Yeah. They, they had loads of people. Yeah. yeah, I think Michael J. Fox did a couple of characters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, there, there was a lot of big actors, and in some cases, they didn't even use their own names. Like, um, yeah. like when Michael Jackson did, like the credited names, something like Ray J. Johnson. Or yeah, and he like said that. he didn't sing any of the songs, but he clearly did. Well, yeah, he sung all the songs on it, and then he did the Batman. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, I've just, I've just, all I've had in my head as well, like when we talk about this, talk about episodes, is um, you know the one where Homer gets like really, really fat. Oh, that's and he, has, he puts and, it and, and, the and, Yeah, and, and he's like, um, Lisa's on the bus, and yeah. Ralph says something to him. She's like, "Hey, my dad may be overweight, but he's not a monster or something." And then he drives past him in the ice cream truck. He's like, "Oh, yeah. oh it's raspberry!" Oh, and he like drives off in the truck. Yeah. Like, it always like it always that. like that. I, I I like the year when I, I were really into Simpsons when like Simpsons wrestling came out on PS One. It weren't a good game. That were like, I were well into Simpsons yeah. then, because I were like, Simpsons, Simpsons, hit, Simpsons hit, yeah, Hit and Run was a banger. Hit and Run's a really good game, yeah. But yeah, Simpsons, that's that's my first pick. And we'll move back on to uh, Biggie. Yeah, well, funny enough, you mentioned uh, The Simpsons, because uh, the one I want to talk about is Futurama. Hey. Love it. Love Futurama. Love it. Oh, Which so came in uh, 1999. Way more consistent of a show. <laughs> weirdly enough premiered on the same day as Family Guy on the same Did channel it? they were one after each other yep oh wow nice. oh wow I didn't know that wow. so uh, the um, the character Fry is accidentally frozen uh, when delivering pizza pizza, to, <laughs> pizza falls into uh, uh, what you cryogenic call it? chamber cryogenic machine yeah. thank you and he wakes up 1000 years in the future He's taken in by his sole descendant, an elderly and adult scientist who's technically a great-great-great-nephew or something. Yeah, it's his relative, isn't it? Yeah. Um, who owns a small cargo delivery service. Among the other crew members are Captain Leela, uh, accountant Hermes, intern Amy, and obviously the obnoxious robot Bender. And the lobster, not sure if he's actually qualified, Dr. Zoidberg. <laughs> the greatest character in cartoons Absolutely. ever created. Amazing. Zoidberg. Because Zoidberg. why not Zoidberg? He's so, he's so good. <laughs> that, 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 that episode when they go to his planet, oh, so good. 
So yeah, it went on for seven seasons and was sadly cancelled, but at least it had its finale. At least it was consistent all the way through. That's I, yeah, I'd rather have seven seven brilliant seasons than thirty one. Like half of them are good, or not even half of them. A quarter. Not even of them. half of them. The first third are good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> surely. Ooh. But you got great characters like Zap Brannigan. Oh yeah, and Kip. <laughs> Kip, his so, uh, assistant. The, 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 the Zap and Kip interactions are great, but my, I mean, my favourite Zap Brannigan line is when they're, um, they're having a crash land the the restaurant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's built like a steakhouse, but she handles like a bistro. Satellite restaurant to the crowd. Yeah. Do, do you know, oh, one, so one of my favourite recurring characters is um, the, the stabby robot. Oh, God. It's like, oh, it's like, I'm going to stab you. Oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, it's like it just ma- yeah, it just <laughs> it just makes me laugh every time. But yeah, it's 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 a weird balance, isn't it? Because it has that sort of charm of The Simpsons, but of more adult humor and Family Guy. It, it sort of, I think it's a little I bit. Don't more... think kids are into Futurama. I don't think it were a kids no. thing. There was no, no little Bart Simpson for him to latch onto because that's what no, Bart was really yeah. when a little Dennis the Menace type. But the, the subtlety is really good. Um, the humour is excellent. And I think it's a tighter show. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I'm a, a big fan of that. Um, for those that aren't sure, um, they were voiced by Billy West, mm. Katie Sagal, John DiMaggio, um, amongst many others. Um, and, in fact, one of our uh, esteemed listeners, John Cheatham, wrote in and put it brilliantly. He said, Futurama, one of the greatest TV shows of all time, Timeless characters and is now old enough to be both set in the future and also retro. It kept getting taken off the air, and amazingly, they had an incredible finale every time. Always worth a binge. There's the um, the season four finale might be my favorite one of their finales. Their three finales that they had. Which one's four? Season four. So, so, so the season four finale. So that was the original run on Fox. Yeah. Um, and that was the episode where Fry makes the deal with the robot devil, who oh. is the second greatest character in the yeah. show, yeah. For, um, for Robot Hands, robot so hands he can play the holoflute yeah. and do the opera for Leela, yeah. um, because he's in love with her. Yeah. And it's singly, it's one of the funniest episodes. It's Sad a as proper well. musical episode. But the way it ends, it's like it's, it's a tearjerker ending, but in a happy way. Like, you feel happy at the end of yeah. that episode because yeah. it's really sweet. Um, and the one that didn't end so well that made me cry a lot was the one with the loyal dog. Oh, oh don't, don't you remind me of that? Oh, that one. No, <laughs> that killed me, yeah, man. Absolutely, wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> so well written. But my god, yeah, well, that one great. came out of nowhere. That the, the gut punch of Seymour. Yeah, it was such a subtle show. Like, like I always said, my, my, I quote this all the time. My favorite joke. I think it might even be season one where the news anchor Marbo they say. So, Mobo, how's the children? He goes, benevolent and numerous. That's my, <laughs> that's my favourite joke in the whole... He, that newsreader is... <laughs> Love Mobo. I, I saw a, a great one today as well, which is just like just shows how much of an arsehole Bender was. Oh, yeah. Uh, Hermes is like stood on the top of the building. He's like, I'm going to jump. And Bender just shouts up. He's just like, do, do a flip. flip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, such, such, yeah. Do you know what? Speaking show. about Bender, you, you mentioned, uh, is it uh, DiMaggio did the, the voice? Yeah, it yeah. blew my mind when I found out that was Marcus Phoenix and Wacker on Final Fantasy. Yeah, I'd no idea about that. Oh, you uh, should know. There's a, <laughs> there's a great clip from a Comic Con panel where someone brings up that he does both those voices, mm. and um, he, he gets Ben and say, "Oh my God, it's Marcus Phoenix!" Says, Shut up, robot. <laughs> like, he just bat, like argues with himself in the two voices. It's uh, so excellent. funny. Yeah, I, I, I adore Futurama. It was, it was one I was tempted to put in for this myself um, yeah. because it's. 
significantly better than the Simpsons. I don't think I've got any faults for it, really. No, and I, I think it's good. There's a few it, like in Duff episodes. Is it the, some and yeah, I weren't particularly a fan of the Titanic one, but it's still a decent episode. It's not no, my favorite. No, I, I like that one, but um, yeah, there's no real downsides to the show apart from like you say the, the odd Duff episode yeah. here and there. Um, the jokes are tighter. Yeah. They get to be at the, because it's a sci-fi setting. They're allowed to get really fucking weird with things. Yeah, like the the, the whole episode where um. Global warming is is affecting things, and all the scientists in the world can't work out how to cool the Earth down. And it ends up that the, the, the robots fart their way to push the yep. the, the Earth like five axis. feet to the left, so it's slightly further away from the sun. It's just like <laughs> what what fevered brain thought this up? It feels like that Matt Green enjoyed writing for that more than he did yeah. for the Simpsons at that time. Oh, abso- absolutely, you and can tell. This, this, yeah, there's a lot of like nerdy jokes. I yeah. like I like the kind of the hack that they got to allow having celebrity guests into it. Yeah, with the heads, um, with them being with them being <laughs> yeah. heads, and I think that works better than the way the Simpsons does Richard it because Nixon the Simpsons, especially. <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons does the same thing, just putting a celebrity in there, yeah. as Stig said. But with them um, with doing it with the heads thing, it's just like it's literally oh here's a celebrity gag, and that's literally yeah. what it's there for. And yeah, we're, and then they, they say they, they can have uh, Richard Nixon in. And- which, um, Reagan uh, smash. <laughs> I don't remember that one. That was no, that, no, that, yeah, was, yeah, that yeah. was the Simpsons. Oh, is it Simpsons that? Oh, that was the Simpsons. No, that, that's no. also in uh, Futurama. Is it? I'm sure it is. No, well, the, 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 Nixon the, is in Futurama. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nixon's in Futurama, and he gets the big robot. Uh, that's it. I'm getting confused. Yeah. But, um, Reagan smash is the Simpsons. Yeah, yeah. The the robot wrestling episode, I think, might be one of my favorites. Just with, uh, with with Bender, you know, he starts out, yeah. he's got a good storyline, he's fucking shit up. And then he's like, That's okay, right. no, the fans are turning against you, so we're going to put you in a wig and call you the gender bender. Yeah, yeah I remember <laughs> that one, yeah. <laughs> well, the, um, and I, a lot of Futurama fans didn't like them, but I really liked the uh, the feature-length specials that they did. I so did. The, kind of the fifth season when it was brought back, they were brought back as four 100-minute-long uh, episodes, yeah. and mm. they were split into four chunks for each of them. Mm. Um, there's one especially where they where they accidentally fall into Dungeons and Dragons, which is hysterical. Yeah, um, I absolutely love that one. But the the Beast with a Billion Backs is a pretty good episode <laughs> too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like where they kind of find heaven and God, and it turns out it's a, it's an interdimensional alien. It's yeah. just put the idea of what heaven looks like into the artists of the world. My all time favorite Futuramas though, the one where they go to Zoidberg's planet and there's the uh, mating ritual and stuff like that. And <laughs> oh, yeah, they're in that they're in that, they're in that arena, and it's like. <laughs> Choose your weapon and he chops his arm off and stuff. Yeah, oh, it's so good. Zyberg oh, oh, taking off his shell is yeah, like a, a horrid sight. He takes it off to wash yeah. it and stuff. <laughs> the um, Awful. actually no, I, t- I will tell you my favorite episode is the one where Fry and Bender end up joining the army. Oh yeah, they get into Zap Brannigan's army. Yeah, because it is just so much Zap Brannigan. I love his little skirt and, as well, his little mini skirts that they wear. It's, it's so weird, isn't it? It's, it's such a weird design, but it works for some reason. It's velour. Yeah, I should have you. Know. <laughs> Love it, fantastic. We recommend if you've not watched. I don't know if you if if you haven't. That's ridiculous. But if you've not watched Futurama, just get on that straight away. And Biggie's telling you to do it as well. And you can't ignore that. <laughs> oh, yes. So good shout, Biggie, with that one. Um, we'll move on to Stig. Okay, so my second one I'm going to bring is um, Robot Chicken. Love Robot Chicken. That, that one indeed. Yeah, so this is a uh, adult animated stop-motion sketch show. Yes. Um, they're only about 10 minutes long per episode. Mm. It was on Adult Swim, started in 2001, created by Seth Green and Matthew Senreich. And it's just a series of silly sketches, but with um, 
dolls yeah, and action, action figures. figures. So they'll take real life action figures of the likes of, say, He Man, G.I. Joe's, Thundercats, Batman wrestling and figures, Batman, DC characters, Marvel characters, anything you think of, Disney princesses, Transformers. Transformers, yeah. They will take all of these toys and they will just put them in these really stupid situations and make fun of like the tropes of yeah. things like I've been watching some of these like this week to kind of, cause I, cause I knew what to talk about robot chicken, but it's been a long time since I watched it. Um, so I thought I'm going to watch some of the best ones back. And it's just silly things. Like they have a Batman's doing a funeral for the green arrow. Oh, God, and, yeah. he's like, and he's giving this funeral. It's just like, blah, blah, blah. But they just goes, you know what? Fuck this. He goes, cause what's the point in this? It's like, because, <laughs> He goes, he's either going to come back to life, we'll find a new one in a different dimension, or we'll find a ring that resurrects him. He's like, hands up here, who's died and come back to life? And everyone like puts everyone puts their hands up and they're all like, give it, he gives this big speech, and everyone's like, yeah. And then right at the end, like one of the I can't remember which character looks to, to a right, and there's Green Arrow just sat next to her. Yeah. <laughs> he's back already. Yeah. <laughs> and they just do stupid shit like that. And, and this one was my favourite ones. Um I saw this week proper made me laugh so there's all the Disney princesses sat around the table and they're like well what do we do today it's just like it's like we've come to you know this Disney princess round table kind of thing and they're all like oh what's what's on the what's on the agenda today it's just like oh we'll talk about talk about uh, hairdos or talking animals or hairdos for our talking animals <laughs> because oh the, the new princess is coming today and then walks Merida yeah, yeah <laughs> so Merida is yeah. obviously very different yeah she's you know this fiery scottish um yeah. princess who's just not the typical disney princess and they and they start taking the piss out of her and yeah. she declares war on them <laughs> and some of them break off so the likes of mulan pocahontas uh tiana and that break away from the traditional princesses and they're like do you know what fuck you yeah and they join her and it just becomes this like war between the disney princesses it's like a long running against... set of sketches as well isn't it like they just pop back into that little yeah, storyline yeah. every so often and, and it was so great the way they set it up so cinderella's like oh this calls for some magic and the fairy godmother <laughs> turns up with a bag of guns yeah. it's just like biggity bobbity boo and puts the guns down and then this is the best line ariel says i have thingamabobs do you need thingamabobs? I've got thingamabobs. Nobody cares about the dildo collection you dredged up from the Atlantic, you fishy bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow. There was a lot of strong Colin. moments like that, though. When the, yeah. One of, one of the Barbies or, or Cindy dolls, where the, she gets a bit fucked up on meth for a while and she has to go to rehab yeah. and stuff. Yeah, it's really, it goes into really dark places yeah. with characters. It's really where violent. Where you watch this, then? What's it on? Uh, well, now I just watch clips on YouTube, but I used to watch it. It was an adult swim and it used to be on Comedy Central. They're only 10 minutes long, uh, so they tend to have the full episodes on YouTube just right there for you, mate. Yeah, the, yeah. the, the Star Wars specials are a great yeah, place to start. I've so got many specials. Really the Star Wars specials it. are better than the Family Guy ones, trust me. Yeah, yeah they, they've oh, wow. done a. Let me just tell you which ones they've done. They've done a Christmas special. Yeah. They've done three Star Wars specials. They've done three DC specials. Another Christmas special, the Walking Dead special. I've not seen the Walking uh, Dead one. No, I've not seen that one. But the the Star Wars ones are so great. Stuff Actually, the Emperor Star is Wars. incredible. Yeah, the Emperor is just I'm like the, the, there's Star like Wars. a scene where the Emperor's like sat in his office and he's like, "You have a click call from." He's like, "Darth Vader." <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got to take this. And he's like, "Oh, what's up?" And he goes, "What do you mean they destroyed the Death Star?" Yeah, it's like. What the hell is an aluminum falcon? It's just like, <laughs> like the emperor is just 
completely opposite to what the yeah, what he's, he's like, like in the he's films. Like voice, voiced him as like a wheel of ideas. You got Palpatine, baby. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. Really it's like, funny. It, it gets like thrown over when Darth Vader throws him over the edge. It like does a freeze frame, and it it, it plays that um that who song. song. Yeah, and it's just like Abra Riley. Abra Riley, yeah, it's yeah. like oh, you may be wondering how I got here. Like kind of <laughs> this is me. <laughs> yeah. It's it's such a weird and wonderful show, like with, and it just plays on. It uses any toy going or anything. Like they'll just, they'll just I'm definitely uh, gonna be watching this now. But the, but Robot Chicken's got like so many reoccurring characters as oh, well yeah. that come back. There's like the the nerd who comes back, and a lot of these are voiced by Seth Green. As I like well. how Seth Green sometimes comes as himself and talks to yeah. talks to characters. He comes I am on, Seth Green, ch- creator of Robot Chicken. The chicken, there's yeah. a, a unicorn that's a complete pervert, and yeah. like, there's just there's so many different weird characters. It's really that come strong, back. and for an, for an, like as as we, we we know, I'm not a massive American comedy fan, but it's got like a Monty Python esque uh, feel to it. It's it's yeah, it's proper irreverent. It it's, it's it's really like sarcastic, which oh, Americans I don't really tend to, to get sarcasm thing. very well. Mm. I'm watching it tonight. It's got as well, like you you often had blow me away, really when. The episode of finish, and you just see these like huge names. Yeah, oh yeah, voices names, voices in here, and it's like massive names just doing voices, and it's for a ten minute sketch show. Yeah, like, Val they had Kilmer these, on it loads. Yeah, just <laughs> I think uh, Seth Green probably pulled in a lot of like yeah. people he knew for it, but it was just it's really good. It's um one of those weird Adult Swim comedies from the nineties, which mm. they did a lot of. Um, I just want to quickly mention before I finish Robot yeah. Chicken, there's another one that they used to do called, have you ever seen Drawn, Drawn Together? Yes. It's yeah, like Big I've Brother, isn't it? Yeah, like Big yeah. Brother with like, they took character, like, got, like the SpongeBob character, character a Superman, a SpongeBob, a Pikachu, yeah, yeah, and they put them in like a Big Brother house. That was just mental They're as well. They were all trying like... to shag each other, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically, like Big Brother is. But yeah, but Robot Chicken is uh, really good. Like, it's, it's you can just go on YouTube now and just kind of put in robot chicken. I don't think it's sit. overly offensive either. It's not. No, it's and, not ridiculously and, offensive. Like, and the best South thing Park about it is because there's no real, real narrative to, yeah. to to follow. You can just go and sit and watch half an hour of yeah. clips, best of, and yeah. you've got loads in there. Like, I, I watched some like new ones I've not seen, which is they did like some Marvel ones based on yeah, the last yeah. few years of the MCU and stuff like that. So, mm. robot chicken, absolutely. Yeah. So, um. Gadget. Uh, so my, the last one I'm going to put together is a kind of a two-parter because <laughs> it is the combined works of H. John Benjamin because I want to talk about Bob's Burgers and I want to talk about Archer. <laughs> and Love H. Archer. John Benjamin not only voices the two lead named characters like in these, his voice. He uses the same voice, yeah, which I is do, just his voice. I do like his voice, though. <laughs> the laziest voice actor yeah. in the world. He's not actually, he's a very good voice actor. Hi there. For, <laughs> yeah, for the, for, the, for the two roles that he's most famous for, he, it's just his voice. Yeah, it's so good. Um, so, so we'll start in alphabetical order. Archer is a 2009 series. It was on FX. Um, follows the... It's basically a spy parody. <laughs> yeah, it is. Archer himself, Sterling Archer, is a suave ladies' man. Very handsome, cut, uh, cut glass jaw, blue yeah. eyes, dark hair. He's, he's the most typical of spies that you could ever think of, apart from the fact that he's a raging alcoholic and he's completely inept at everything. Yeah, he's not a good spy. <laughs> uh, uh, no. he, he works for, at least up for the first four seasons, he works for the company known as ISIS. Yes, he does. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Which I'm trying Named to, after um, the Egyptian goddess. Uh, International Secret Intelligence yeah. Service. They were a thing before ISIS itself yeah. was a thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
before Islamic State became very free. awkward. Very awkward. Well, yeah. that's why that's why they had to drop it at the fifth season. Yeah. Um, the 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 head of this organization is his mother. Yeah. Um, Archer doesn't know his father, and he has mummy issues, and it causes a lot of chaos. Um, Boy, does he? Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alongside him is um is Lana Kane, mm-hmm. who is kind of uh, Archer's love interest, kind of compatriot. On on off romance. Um, yeah, she's voiced by um, uh, voiced by Isha Tyler. Um, you have Pam Poovey, who is the HR woman, who's fucking insane. Yeah, like most um, HR women and men. The absolutely insane Cheryl, or possibly Carol Tunt, who is a billionaire, yeah. yeah. but still works as a receptionist for yeah. um, for Mallory Archer, and is completely off her box. Yeah. Um, but my favorite character in it has to be the mad scientist Krieger. Oh God. Yeah. Um, I, f- I fell in love with that man about the time that he created his own holographic anime wife that just sits on his desk in a wedding dress and criticizes him all the time. <laughs> but um, it's it is it is the biggest parody of kind of sixties spy shows. It's got a very sixties aesthetic to it. Um, Archer is himself universally useless, but somehow manages to bumble through through missions. There's usually a heavy body count. He's usually drunk. Yeah. Um, everyone. In fact, everyone is in every scene near enough pictured with a glass of whiskey. Oh yeah, it's, it's all like Mad drinking Men. constantly. Like Mad Men, they're always yeah. smoking and drinking. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it is really funny. It's so not bound in reality. No. If you want an intro to it, watch the first season and then skip straight ahead to season five, which is referred to as Archer Vice. Yeah. Uh, Pip and I started rewatching it today. Basically, that's the point where they where in the real world ISIS became a thing, <laughs> yeah. so they had to get rid of the. ISIS organization in the show and they get shut down by the government. Quite a soft they, reboot, isn't it? Yeah, it's like a soft reboot. They get shut down. They realize they have all this stuff that they had taken from um, drug dealers. And all that. They basically have 2,000 kilograms of cocaine yeah. and no idea what to do with it. So they decide to start a drug cartel. Why not? And <laughs> by the time you get to seven episodes in, they've made zero money and lost about 300 um, gr- um, kilograms of it. <laughs> Where did it go? <laughs> Most mostly up Pam's nose. Yeah. What did you what, what did you think of like the most recent few series where it's been kind of It's been a bit hit on this. Ju- it's not been critically received like, as well, has it? Arthur, uh, it's Archer in space or it's Archer yeah. like doing um Yeah, yeah the, 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 the different the areas kind of like, like yeah, like themed seasons. Like I think Mostly taking from like the, the the kind of idea of like a James Bond film having a subject for a film, yeah, um, like, like Moonraker Moon and shit like that. Mm. But um, yeah, stretching out to entire season. I don't know if it works as well as they'd like it to. Um, there's still some funny moments. There's a lot of funny dialogue. It's never boring, um, is it? That's the that's the ticket. My yeah. only issue with Archer, personally, mm. it's a little bit too rapid. It's quite rapid. It can be. Yeah. yeah, it's very very fast American comedy, and I just sometimes find it a bit hard to catch yeah, up. I get that. Catch it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, yeah. Some of the jokes come very rapid fire, but it, it you're still finding a whole host of things to laugh at throughout each episode. Mm. And I say Archer Vice is so funny. Like, <laughs> yeah. We got halfway through the se- we got halfway through the series just today. Uh, the short episodes, the twenty minute episodes, mm. we're, we're still creased laughing. We've both seen it before a couple of times, and it's, good. it's absolutely, absolutely brilliant. But Do like you know I say- how? Um, sorry, to have Jessica Walter end up ended up doing the voice for his mother. No, oh yeah, I forgot. I forget. It Jessica Walter did. Um, so oh, yeah, yeah. So when they were describing her mother, the mother, the were the words were literally like something a little bit like Lucille Bluth. Yeah, 
And she was <laughs> told this, <laughs> and she just went, well, why don't I just voice it then? Yeah, because it's me. <laughs> yeah, so that's how she did it. And that's why they're both parts are very similar, like they're very similar they're kind of characters. They're strong parts, though. They're strong yeah, characters. Yeah, so she, she was just like, well, I'll, if that's what they want, then I'll just do it. And, and oh, she's brilliant in it. Yeah. Like, she's, yeah, she's one of the standouts, in my opinion. Absolutely. Like she's, yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, she's she is um is one of the best characters in it. She is and I think it's it possibly just uh, Jessica Walter's um ability to have the most pithy put downs. Yeah. <laughs> which when they're written into Archer just get said with added swear words. <laughs> but my 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 favorite piece of of, of Archer wisdom <laughs> is 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 when someone asks tells him that he possibly shouldn't be drinking and driving and he he just he just says back and says if I stop drinking all at once, I'm afraid the cumulative hangover might kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel a bit like that today. Yeah. Well, that leads on to the 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 other one I want to talk about, which is Bob's Burgers. Which I've is never it. seen it's from this. Benjamin Voices. So I haven't seen Bob's it Burgers is infinitely more sedate than Archer. Um, it's it's a, it's a more traditional animated comedy. I've in the seen the guy with his Simpsons. black hair and his mustache and his apron on. I've yeah, seen yeah, him. Yeah, that's the titular Bob, yeah. Bob Belcher. Um, literally the same voice. I'm, I'm not even kidding here. It's not like it's not like like John DiMaggio moving. You can see, yeah, oh, yeah. you can hear a little bit of Bender in um, Marcus Phoenix. No, it is the same voice. <laughs> they make a joke of this in like in one in, in one of the episodes of Archer, where Archer loses his memory and wakes up running a burger restaurant. <laughs> he does. <laughs> <laughs> and he's got the mustache. He's got the apron. And um and uh, and the, the voice actor for Linda makes a guest appearance. Oh wow. <laughs> And but it's all in the Archer animation style, so it's fucking brilliant. But yeah, um, Bob's Burgers is it's a more sedate thing. It follows the Belcher family as they run Bob's titular restaurant, Bob's Burgers. And um, they live in a kind of a uh, a northeastern seaside town in in America, and it's a bit more, it's a bit surreal, it's a bit gentle. Um, it gets wild at times. Doesn't get particularly dark, but there's a lot of kind of parody and things. Humor-wise, it sits somewhere between early Simpsons and early Family Guy. Oh wow! It doesn't do the kind of the cutaway thing, but it's it's got that it's got this edge of like Bob just wants to get on with life. He just wants to make his little restaurant a bit of a success. But his family's getting and in the, the way. I'm assuming. Well, no, his family all kind of are supposed to help him. <laughs> his family right. are supposed to be, be be kind of lifting him up. His wife uh, Linda, she's the kind of. Um, uh, the, the constant kind of push to keep him going. Yeah. Uh, they have three children who help out in the restaurant. So the eldest is Tina, who is, she's kind of portrayed as about 14 and very boy um, obsessed. Oh, right. She, yeah, she's, she's puberty's hitting her like a fucking <laughs> brick to the face. Um, you've got Jean, Jean Belcher, who is possibly my favorite cartoon character of all time. Wow. Jean Belcher oh. is absolutely hilarious. He is completely unencumbered by shame. Hmm. He is loud and proud about whatever he's interested in at any given time. <laughs> and he is the one who's regularly featured outside the front of the shop wearing a burger costume, handing out flyers, oh. and just ma- and making fart sounds on his little uh, keyboard that he carries around with him. <laughs> um, and the youngest is uh, Louise, who is a psychopath. Mm. She is an evil genius. Same in my house. World. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, the storylines just kind of generally revolve around Bob trying to succeed at something and usually failing. Or there's some kind of family drama. You get a lot of side characters like uh, Linda's sister, who is a crazy cat lady, voiced by Megan Mullally, who was in uh, Will and Grace and various other kind of American sitcoms. I've never seen that. She uh, she plays a great part. You get a lot of 
The Archer voice actors kind of uh, pop in and out, even though they're not linked as a production. They're just linked via H. John Benjamin. Yeah, they probably respect him that much, so that's probably why they're yeah. doing him favours. What I, what I like about it is is that it is so... It's, this, is, this isn't an insult to it. This, I mean this with all the, all the happiness in the world for it. It's a very middle-aged comedy. A bit like, um, a bit like what, what's it called? King of the Hill type. Kind of, yeah. Like, you don't... You, Bob is your point of sympathy. Yeah. But you don't yeah. laugh at Bob, generally speaking. Like, with The Simpsons, you laugh at Homer or Family Guy, you laugh at Peter. Yeah. The show is... The, the, the audience avatar is Bob. Yeah, you, like, you're we, along for the ride with Bob, basically. Yeah, yeah. And, and Bob is just as weary of, of the bullshit that his family puts him <laughs> through as, as any, any parent. God, I relate be. to Bob so much, and I've never even seen the man. <laughs> you, should, you, should, you should watch his show. Watch his show, watch the show. It is really, really funny. Um, and I don't want to go on too long about it because I've already talked quite a lot about my, my picks. But it's peppered with musical numbers. It's a very musical show. Mm. Um, and th- there is a f- absolutely brilliant episode where Bob, um, he's, he's finally get there's a magazine that wants to interview him. And he's like, oh, my God, this is going to be a big thing. It's like one of those magazines that you get in motels and stuff like that. It's like, like you know, so there's an advert f- f- um, for people to come to his restaurant when they're in that town. Um, and he's very excited about it. And throughout that episode, the children are playing pranks on each other, and it's like a war of attrition with the pranks. <laughs> and uh, Bob goes to the toilet in the restaurant. Um, just he's a bit nervous, and he's just thinking, you know, I'll go to the loo, I'll get myself sorted, and all that kind of thing. And Louise, as part of the escalation to try and get Jean back, um, puts the strongest super glue on the toilet seat. Oh, no. So he gets his ass stuck to it. Oh no! And there, there is this wonderful song that comes up at the end of this because Lee, uh, Louise is adamant that she's not to be blamed. She hasn't done anything wrong. Bob just w- doesn't wants everyone to go away and leave him alone, so he doesn't have to suffer the shame of the magazine scene and like this and writing about him. And there's a song which is played from which is sung from both perspectives. And like you know, when you get songs that kind of cross over each other like that, where they're singing different things yeah. on top of each other, like in a round. Yeah. Uh, it's called "Bad Things Happen in the Bathroom." I'm going to put in a clip here. It's fucking amazing because it's one. It, it it's it's of the quality of something from a musical. And the other episode that's worth watching is there is um, an episode where the kids are in school and it's for their kind of end of year musical performance play thing. Um, Gene wants to do a musical version of uh, Die Hard on stage, <laughs> um, but the but he gets outvoted, and the girls the girls in the school end up getting a musical version of Working Girl going on because apparently it's a more possible thing to do. Fights happen, all the kind of the chaos of the episode coalesces to the point where they decide to be fair and combine the two performances, so you get a Die Hard Working Girl musical performance, and it's <laughs> fucking brilliant because you've got Gene dressed as um. Go on. Hans Gruber singing about working girl falling off Nakatomi Plaza. <laughs> <laughs> I'm into that. Absolutely. That I'm into that. But yeah, check out Bob's Burgers. It is really good. And the soundtrack alone is fucking brilliant. Excellent. Thank you. So my last pick is something that everyone's always goes, oh, God. It's relatively new and it's on Netflix. It's called Big Mouth. Um, oh, no. See what I mean? 
I fucking hate that show so Starring, much. I've not seen it. Stars it. Nick Kroll, John Mulaney, Jason Manzoukas, Maya Rudolph, and Jordan Peele. Now, it's a show about Nick and Andrew. It's semi autobiographical, but it's ridiculous. Uh, and they're in middle school slash high school. And it's about the insurmountable struggles of puberty. We all remember that. Uh, basically, it starts off basically, first episode, they're in sex education at school. And we know how conservative that can be at school. So what happens is hormone monsters like and it like they come and talk to them like the these big wookie looking things that saying hey guy why did why did you go and make out with her but it's a bit more crude than that it's a bit disgusting and it's it's basically I think there's only like three or four seasons at the moment and it's about this struggle in every every season's another year at school it's not like Simpsons were about like ten forever and and <laughs> it's about um these two best friends, teenagers, and just going through that like sexual struggle of being a teenager and getting into girls and noticing changes in people's bodies and stuff. And it is it, it is disgusting. There's disgusting things that they discuss and and scenes and stuff. But the 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 voice acting's incredible. You've got Jordan Peele as a ghost of a, a duke. Uh, I can't remember his name. Duke something. And he's always singing and stuff. And it's just. It's just really strong. Like you guys clearly don't like it. What? What? What is it? That, oh, I haven't seen. What, what it. did you not like about it when you watched? Have you seen many of it? Many episodes? I've seen the whole first season, and my main issue with it is, um, it's a clever idea that's completely wasted. So the the idea of the of the puberty monsters, yeah, hormone monsters, so all the, hormone monsters rather. All the children have their own one. Yes. Fine. Fair enough. I like that. That's a really cool concept. Yeah. But then having them just interacting with the other kids, yeah. But the, you, don't, you don't know if they can hear the them or not. That's the that's the thing. No, but they can. They have full conversations with them. Yeah, they don't like, talk to adults, not, do they? That's the thing. No, they don't talk to adults, but they talk to the other children. <laughs> yeah, and like it's it's a it's a it's a cartoon that breaks its own rules, mm. which annoys me for a start. I, I like realism in my animation. <laughs> wow, sue me. <laughs> I, I I I'm very defensive on cartoons, but the fact that. They're not the kids. Don't even sound like kids. Like it's oh, just no, Nick Kroll doing his yeah, voice, yeah. and it's it annoys the piss out of me when that happens because it's so lazy. Mm. And I don't think Nick Kroll's a particularly funny actor anyway. Mm. Like Jason Manzukas, I love him. He's yeah, so he's, funny. He's best character in it. Yeah, in the role that he plays, in that he is very funny. Yeah, but it's now you're just not like, in, you're just not into it, pal. I mean, it has it has won three Emmys, <laughs> not, and it's, it's got not an that I'm not into it. Average eighty percent on Metacritic. It. It's a good yeah, show. It, no, 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 no. Rick and Morty's a good show, which came out around about the same time, has the same edge to its humour, but handles itself in We're a way. Get ready for Oodles' next hot take. Rick and Morty's <laughs> overrated. I mean, <gasps> no, Rick and Morty is absolutely overrated, it's overrated. but it's good. <laughs> There's only one really brilliant episode, and that's Pickle Rick. That's a good episode. It's the worst episode. No, it's so, it's so like good. The best episode. It's so good because they're barely great, talking. But it's not it. the best one. It's so much better. <laughs> Again, I've not even seen it's Rick and Morty. It's not that good. It's not that good. But like, yeah, we're, we're, Jason Manzuka's character, Jay Bilzerian, is like it, that's a standout character for me. Like, there's, there's a whole arc where his puberty is getting so much for him, and he, he's a bisexual in it, and he does he's coming to terms with that. And he has an affair with his pillow, and then because and his pillow's a woman, <laughs> and then he finds out that his uh, sofa cushion's a man, and he has an affair with his sofa cushion and stuff. And it sounds ridiculous, but there's heart to it. If you get me, it's like. He's only yeah, a kid, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But yeah, I mean, but he is shagging him. Like to be fair, 
Yeah, that's <laughs> again. That's kind of like feeds into what my problem with the show is. It's like the yeah, kids are. It's 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 it, 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 it's applying these fantasy ideas mm. that if the show went full in with the fantasy stuff, so if it went Rick and Morty and just accepted that this strange shit happens in the world... Yeah, they don't know, do they? That's the thing. The adults yeah, don't see nothing. That's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So you've got like one rule for the kids, one rule for the adults, yeah, but they kind of sometimes that. break it because there's things that the puberty monsters do. Um, I'm going to keep calling that because I know the hormone monsters, but the things that the puberty monsters do that somehow affect the adults in the world. Mm. So it means that they have an influence on that, and that's the stuff that annoys me. I think it's really lazy. Hmm. It's a shame because the show has the potential to be really groundbreaking. I genuinely think you should watch more of it. There's some really good eye concept episodes like where uh, Nick, the main character, um, he goes into the future and sees his life as an adult and stuff like that and how he can potentially butterfly effect change his his life. And he's he's really clever. And there's there's a full season, one of the latest seasons, where they go to summer camp and they're all about 15, 16 at this point. So like, they're all absolutely... You know what you were like at that age. I'm not going to describe it, but yeah, it's, I think it, I think it gets stronger. It's one of those rare shows that I, I think it gets better the more you watch it. I genuinely think you should give it another shot. Mm. Come on, now. Nah. <laughs> you seen it at all, Stig? Yeah, I bounced off after like two episodes. Really, really. I, I, I just, I just, I just think it's it's really funny. It it hits hard sometimes. I remember being that age and. Hormones flying around. So I didn't have a ho- I didn't have a hormone monster or anything like that. that you were the you are a hormone monster. <laughs> 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 but I, I, I think it's quite strong, and it, like I said, critically, people love it. So you guys are the minority on that one. I, everyone's probably going to write and go, "Shit, shit!" But I I haven't got a, a view. I, I think you'd it, like it, Biggie. I, I I know you're quite a sexual person as well. So naturally naturally but yeah from that we'll move on to the mailbag and i'm sure postman pat has a lot of letters it's postman uh, pat for does. adults it's not is it yeah <laughs> no. no absolutely not <laughs> uh so uh rob frodsham bob frod has tweeted in uh all four of the pictured cartoons so when we tweeted out about this we had a picture of a uh, uh, homer simpson with peter griffin eating donuts uh archer south park and rick and morty so all four of the pictured cartoons and above-mentioned Bo- Bojack Horsemen are excellent. And just give a mention to a lesser-renowned uh, Monkey Dust from the early days of BBC Three. Terribly dark and terribly funny. Mm, I remember Monkey uh, Dust. I think I've tried Monkey Dust in a club in Leeds before, but never watched it. <laughs> less about that. <laughs> uh, ben at XBenBlasterX says, uh, Netflix have been putting some great animated shows out like Castlevania and Dota. Yeah. They're uh, a lot better than they have any right to be, and with rumours circulating about Fallout and Elder Scrolls animated series, Imagine. I'm excited to see what Netflix has. I love a Fallout animated series. I think that world would work It's prime, animation. isn't it, for that? Yeah. I think it I've work. also heard, I mean, this was, this has now been going around for like the last two, three years, but the people who are doing Castlevania have the rights to do Devil May Cry yes, as well. that's true. Ooh, yeah. ooh. And they wanted to There has been a Devil May Cry to... anime, but it was proper edgelordy. Yeah, but, but <laughs> if they do it in the style of Castlevania, it'll be brilliant. Castlevania's incredible. Just, yeah, and the rumour was that because they've got the rights, they can't actually blend them in together ooh. and they're going to bring them both together and, you know, kind of like a team up yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. thing. So, oh but God, that seems to have gone very quiet. Beside themselves. I will be. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Into that, I'm gonna try Dota though. Definitely gonna try that. I don't even know what Dota is, but I know it's based on a game, isn't it? Yeah, it's based on based on a MOBA. Just to keep adding to your acronyms. (laughs) (laughs) Look them up. We're not here to do everything. No, (laughs) I was gonna say I'll 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 tell you offline. Um, (laughs) 
Uh, Pete Beckett says, uh, Bojack Horseman is, for me, the best example of how to do an adult comedy cartoon incredibly well. Funny, affecting, poignant, but ridiculous with its visual humour. It manages to make you laugh one minute, then get choked up the next. Not a single bad episode, and it ended nearly perfectly. Yeah, I like Bojack. I haven't seen that. I dropped off Bojack after like two episodes. You know, the sort of fact that that animals live in that world is just incredible to me. (laughs) Animals and humans live together, don't they? And it's like, wild, man. Love it. Terrestrial Extra at Terrestrial Extra says Star Trek Lower Decks is something I loved recently. I think recommended by our good selves. Yes, I, I brought yeah, it. Yeah, you brought it to my attention as well, it. and it's incredible. Uh, if not, it's worth watching. I'm very much looking forward to season two. Say me too. Mm. What's uh, episode three now? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Take your time. We fucking binged it in a night. Biggie will chuff um, finish Final oh, Fantasy VII before you finish that. I've been digging a hole in the garden. I watched it. When, when Gadget told me, I watched it that night, didn't I? I told you. I was like, you did, yeah. finished it. Brilliant. <laughs> you know what I'm like with me, me uh, endurance viewings. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you watch uh, Justice League? Four in total. Like seven times now? Four in total. But me, now TV's run out now, so I'm not watching that anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wait for the Blu-ray version. Um, <laughs> So, apologies, friend. I'm going to pronounce your name wrong, but Wu Rui has uh, emailed in. And I'm very sorry for inevitably getting your name wrong. Mm. Uh, Dear Modern Escapism, I was introduced to your show by my good friend Kurt not long ago, and I've been enjoying listening to your podcast since. I'm very excited to know you are doing an episode in Adult Animation Series. There are already suggestions made to talk about BoJack Horseman. Mm. Since BoJack Horseman is not just my favourite adult cartoon animated series, but my favourite TV show in general. I get it. Although Yushi tagged as comedy like most of their adult animations, the show does have a lot of hilarious moments. The core emotion running under Bojack Horseman is actually sombre and sorrow. Yeah, it's a drama, man. This unique story focus sets it apart from most adult animations that are trying to make the viewers laugh. Uh, adult animation series are usually deemed adult because they tend to contain contents that are inappropriate for children. But Bojack is a show for, ch- for adults because it requires the viewers to have certain aspects of life experience in work relationships as well as dealing with other hardships in life to understand the struggle of its characters. Mm. And instead of making you laugh out loud to the absurd plot, it makes you smile at the absurdity of life. The world of Bojack Horseman is not a kind one. Wrongdoings won't be forgiven because one attempt of reconciliation. Hard work doesn't get rewarded most of the time. Talent may not be recognised. But it is fine. Everyone is making their efforts. Because even though it is hard, it gets easier if you're willing to do it every day. It's a fun show because it tells clever jokes that resonate. It's a depressing show because happiness needs to be earned but is never guaranteed to be gained in it. But in the end, it's a show that will give you the courage to pat the dust off you, stand up from where you fell. I'm a sucker for a silly, inspiring story. That's a hell of an email. What a beautifully written wow. email. That was beautiful, that. An excellent first correspondent. Mm. It's really making me want to watch Bojack. It's good, mate. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's to. mentioned you'll, four or five really times like from it. everyone. You'll really like it. It is quite sombre, but even first episode you'll be in, mate. I promise you, you'll be in. Well, I did. I watched the first two and I just kind of fell off. Oh, I really? Why. Maybe, yeah, sometimes yeah. it's like wrong place, wrong time, innit? We yeah. a lot of things. So yeah, it's really strong. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it right in the edit this time because Best Boy Angry Kurt has written again after my horrendous editing uh, faux pas last week. <laughs> I cut off cut off half of his email Aww. and made it sound like it was all Ben talking. <laughs> uh, hi chaps, controversial, but I'm putting forward SpongeBob SquarePants. For me, an adult cartoon is one which is funny to adults but also explores deep topics. Now I would argue that SpongeBob does both of these things. Well, he's underwater, isn't he? So he's very deep. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> Please insert a drum Clang. there. <laughs> <laughs> I still laugh at SpongeBob today, and I would say the first SpongeBob film is up there with the best TV to film spin off going. Wow. Certainly better than The Simpsons film. Even my dad in his 60s still laughs his head off at SpongeBob. 
Sure, not every episode explores deep, meaningful topics, but there is the odd heartfelt moment here and there. And what better way to, to cement it as an adult animation... Uh, no, sorry. What better way to cement it as an adult as well as kids' cartoon than by having episodes removed due to content, as happened a couple of weeks ago? What the fuck happened to SpongeBob? Wow. <laughs> Do you know what? This is going to upset Kurt as well. I've never seen a single episode of SpongeBob Squarepants. Not one. I've never seen one all the way through. I mean, I, have seen I am the person that's only movie, watched though, two episodes weirdly. of Friends as well, so I'm I'm just a rotter, aren't I? Mean? <laughs> I'm not keen on it, but I know why. Pe- I can understand why people like it. Yeah, yeah. It's one yeah. of those ones. It's just, I've tried it. It's not for me. I mean, I mean, I, I, I know of it and stuff like there's, there's cartoons like Ren and Stimpy back in the day, which yeah. that was on Nickelodeon. But wow, that's adult. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's adult. Let's fuck that one. Um, he also goes on to say, my favourite non-controversial choice would be The Simpsons, yeah. which I still watch loads over the years. But I won't go into details. I'm sure one of you will have picked it as your choice. And if not, then I don't know what to do. I'll say, we picked it, yeah, we picked it and then kind of eviscerated most of it. No, but let, 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 me, let me just stress the fact that the good Simpsons are top tier. They are, oh, yeah, they are incredible pieces of entertainment. Se- seasons two to nine is just perfect. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Uh, John Lister has come in saying, afternoon, gents. When it first released, I tried to watch BoJack Horseman. It was fine, but after a few episodes, I lost focus and never continued with the show. Hmm. Last year, I was finally convinced to try it again and quickly got past the uneven first half of the season and started to realise why it was so heavily recommended. I finished the show, and the more I think about it, the more I'm convinced it's one of the best TV shows I've ever seen. Really good. First half, its first half season feels a lot like most other animation, and while it's well-written and casted, it doesn't feel like anything special. By the second season, it has become a profound meditation on fame, depression, and the modern condition. Bojack is a washed-up sitcom actor that is wallowing in alcoholism and despair as he achieved exactly what he wanted, but it never made him happy, and he fears it was the high point of his life. Fucking hell, that's heavy. Uh, the show <laughs> presents an anti-hero that you are made to sympathise with, but never excuses his misdeeds or allows him to find easy redemption. Every attempt to find a new source of happiness and success just results in more self-destructive behaviour. There are times when the show becomes too real and some of its standout moments are really tough to watch. Its approach to social satire is unflinching and how the final season brings the show to a close by tying up loose threads from the previous six years to reckon with Bojack's treatment of everyone in his life is truly masterful. Bojack is a show I love, but I'm not sure I can recommend it to everyone. It's a tough watch, but one that's really worth the effort. Yeah, I mean... No, I'm going to have to watch Bojack I mean, now. Bojack Horseman is yeah. played by Will Arnett and his voice is incredible. <laughs> you've, got to love, you've got to love him. And you, yeah. should, it's, it's, you should watch it, Biggie, to round up your uh, yeah. week of depressing watches. It's, <laughs> I mean, it's not depressing as in like it's, it's not like a depressing. It's like a a, a take on depressing, like midlife crisis and living life after fame and stuff like that. And yeah, oh, definitely, he's a fucking horse. <laughs> so watch it. Okay, to round out the mailbox, we have uh, Christopher Love, otherwise known as Debbie Punk. Dear modified escutcheons. Wow. I shall start this as a tale. I had the opportunity to spend a few months in America. All I had to do was become unemployed. (laughs) Getting fired is incredibly easy and a story for another time. So a sweet little 18-year-old punk went to the States, only to realise how strict they are about the legal drinking age, which is set at 21. 20 fucking one. One in 20. (laughs) As a young Irishman, I assume he was upset at this. Yeah, what's their drinking age in Ireland? 12. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so I left a summer of crack and development in uh, Ireland behind for a teetotal trek in Sioux Falls my only pastimes were smoking Marlboro Reds and fighting off evangelical recruiters <laughs> I tried quite hard to get deported which again is a story for another time so I turned to the traditional American sport of television yes. which was a multitude of gash 
except for one channel, Adult Swim. And we've talked a lot about Adult Swim tonight. Gotta love it. <laughs> I was introduced to Metalocalypse, The Boondocks, Harvey Birdman, oh, Harvey C-Lab Birdman. 2021. Just one great show after another, although it was one show in particular that caught my attention, my adoration, my very being. The Venture Brothers. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> I can tell I don't read feedback as well beforehand. Yeah. Fuck. The show begins oh. the pastiche of Johnny Quest. I later learned the Cartoon Network would have allowed them to actually use the Quest characters if they really wanted. Yeah. Thankfully, they didn't go in this direction and created the Venture family instead. Oh, so this show blew my bollock socks off. I drank in the first series and waited eagerly, uh, waited eagerly for the second series to release. A tradition for Venture Brother fans was the multi-year wait for new series yeah. to appear, which, which Rick and Morty is doing these days. Um, the Venture Brothers revolves around the Venture family. Twin brothers Hank and Dean and their father, Dr. Thaddeus Rusty Venture, their bodyguard Brock Sampson. Also their robot pal, Helper, who may be the unsung hero of the entire series. The family fly around on their experimental supersonic jet, landing themselves in some incredibly odd scenarios. The episodes normally contain the most natural dialogue between the characters, obscure references, and some of the most gratuitous violence I'd ever seen on television. There are satirical takes on a lot of movies, shows, and novels during the run. An early episode that had me laughing my arse off was The Ghosts of Sargasso, <laughs> in which Dr. Venture takes the family out to the Bermuda Triangle, trying to dig up a crash yes. prototype to sell. A prototype that his father had left there out of respect for the dead. As the pilot, Major Tom had passed away when it crashed, air falling back to Earth. What follows is brilliance itself, detailing what makes a brilliant would only spoil what unfurls as the episode goes along. There are costume supervillains that are assigned to super scientists, the mighty monarch and Dr. Girlfriend being assigned to Dr. Venture, yeah. the friendly neighborhood necromancer that rents out property in the Venture compound, <laughs> a guild to look after the administerial. Uh, administi- administerial? Something like the admin aspects of villainy. <laughs> <laughs> Swift edit. Yeah. Space stations, supernatural monsters, Kafka levels of imagery, time travel, secret wings of government, and so much more. The show was cancelled after a glorious seventh season, which was a real shock to the system. This show paved the way for the likes of Archer, Rick and Morty, and Final Space. There's nothing quite like this show before it aired, and there really isn't isn't anything to fill the void since it left. It could be crude, strange, and violent, but that was all a facade for the heart and wit running in the background. The show can be watched digitally on all four, and I would implore anyone to give it a chance. I'm going to have to give this one a try. I've never seen the Venture Brothers. I think, and, and Christopher's probably going to prove me, he's probably right? going to prove me wrong somehow, but I think it's like one of the last cartoons that has been fully animated by hand rather than. Right. I'm pretty digital. sure it is. He's probably going to go, you're wrong! But <laughs> it seems like it's hand drawn anyway. All right. Hmm. Didn't know that. 81, episode, 81 episodes to get through. If it's you so good, that. though. It's so I, have, I can't believe I forgot about it. Yeah, well, forget about some. Like I was just been thinking about other ones um, when you said any um, shout outs earlier, mm. and I just remembered like during my childhood, I'm, I used to watch Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, yeah, really good. That. I got into music because of that. And um, uh, oh god, Celebrity Deathmatch. Oh yes, oh, oh, shit. Yes. I forgot about <laughs> that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it on. Oh, yeah, I god. love they had stuff like Marilyn Manson versus like. JFK. <laughs> Jackie Chan. Manson was incredible. Like, yeah. he always used to beat everyone up and, like, just kill them in such horrible yeah. way. Yeah. Wow. And they always just have Aust- Steve Austin from yeah. wrestling on as well as a special I about Celebrity Deathmatch. I had the game as well. Did, oh, yeah, yeah, they did a game as well, didn't <laughs> yeah, they? Yeah, it was shit. Uh, yeah, that's the end of the mailbag. Excellent. Thank you, everyone, for writing in. That was fucking brilliant, Lovely. as usual. Do you know what? I, I, I love that the listeners, 
the the writing prose to us now. It's fantastic. <laughs> it's some beautiful <laughs> like responses. I love it. Um, what we're going to do now is swiftly move on to the socials. Uh, yeah, so you can find us on Twitter at Modern Escapism. On there, you'll find the link to all our episodes, socials, and Discord. Uh, if you have any comments, you can either tweet us there or email us at modernescapismpod at gmail.com. If you like to watch gaming streams, you can come and watch us at twitch.tv forward slash modernescapism. Uh, Oodles is meant to be on Saturday nights, but pubs are back opening, so no chance, chance there. <laughs> Uh, Monday, Biggie's back with his Dark Souls stream. We actually got a bit of feedback from Simon at Robotic Monkey. He's on this. Oh, really? Yeah, he said, hello. Uh, I don't know if this is the right place for feedback or questions. It was. So I'm loving the show. I'm also really enjoying Biggie's slog through Dark Souls. His tenacity is admirable. I'm glad he found <laughs> out. He's, I'm glad he finally got out of Blight Town. I was creeping up to the point where I wanted to get my PS4 out of storage, recover my PSN account, and get PS Plus <laughs> so I could shit. So I could get the poor guy me. Um, home to Firelink. Safe to say, not much battling. He made it out for now. Loving the show, chaps. Keep up the excellent work. Thanks, so yeah, he's been enjoying your yeah. streams. It was pushing me, man. I, I have to say, Blight Town. It's really... a wall for a lot of people, mate. Don't worry about it. Push on. Add uh, Gadget and I will be back on Wednesdays. Um, by the time this comes out, we definitely will have finished our Dead Space Three yeah. stream, and then we'll we'll decide on uh, what we're going to do after that. Uh, we've got still want to push these our D and D special. Get on that if you haven't yet, because we've had some great feedback from that. And like I said before, we we put a lot of effort into it, especially Gadget. He put so much effort into it that it deserves to be listened to because it's a really great. Uh, two part yeah, yeah. Put out. I worry about his full time job, thinking about how much effort he put into that D and D. How do you manage the time, sir? Barely. <laughs> you, you're implying that I manage time. <laughs> I, was, I was, I was the idiot that said, "Oh, oh, let's let's do this uh, this D and D podcast, and I'll edit it, and it'll yeah. go out on Good Friday, and give myself a week to do this." <laughs> Come out with four hours worth of recorded content. To I mean, edit. I mean, we, we are the podcast that really doesn't understand time anyway as a concept. No, so no, no, we're known for no. that. No, and uh, yeah, leave us those five star reviews on Apple Podcasts or wherever you uh, listen to us. And just on that, if you go to Podchaser at the moment, go to their website and search for Modern Escapism. If you leave us a five star review uh, throughout April, they'll donate twenty five cents to Meals on Wheels. And we will reply, which means they'll double the donations. So not only do you get us a five-star review for us, that you do be doing something good for charity. charity so now. yeah, so please go on yeah. to Podchaser, search for us, and uh, leave us a review there. Five stars only, though. Yeah. And just one last thing: um, we don't usually do this, but we're going to start doing this going forward. We're going to start letting you know what next week's show is going to be about, so you've got Ooh. time to think about it. For those of you that are on social media as well who don't see the updates, you can now you'll now know what it's about. So the Oscars oh. is coming on the Sunday, the twenty fifth of April. We're gonna do something better. Bigger. We're gonna do the biggies. Yeah boy. <laughs> We're gonna do the awards for the people who got snubbed. <laughs> yes. So absolutely. for those games, books, shows. Uh, films, whatever it is that got that you think got snubbed at award season, let us know why and what you th- why. Yeah. Let us know what you loved and why. Not just the Oscars. Think Baftas. Think Razzies. Yeah, anything. <laughs> Game awards. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely, everything. Anything that was snubbed, Emmys. and we'll be giving that a biggie. 
which is which is prestigious award of all which is a solid gold (laughs) statue seven foot tall and it's beautiful oh so it's a one-to-one scale is it yes it's beautiful (laughs) it's basically me just painting gold oh yeah 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 yeah, yeah. it's gonna be you every time stand in the corner they all get a week each yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like the FA Cup we've got to give it back Excellent. Thank you very much for that, gentlemen. It's been a great episode. Um, There's probably been cartoons and animation that we've missed and stuff, but feel free to write in, even on the Biggies episode next week, we will discuss any feedback you have. But all I can say from me, from the chaps, have a great week and stay safe. (laughs) (laughs) Says the hungover man. Mate, I have... (laughs) I have towed through this fucking thing Um, Good night My bum hole is like twitching now.